In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Looking to buy or sell a home? Look no further than Alaska's number one real estate team at alaskashometeam.com. Decades of local experience, knowledge, and expertise in the competitive real estate market. Alaska's home team makes buying or selling your home a breeze. Give them a call today at 907-277-3777. Lady with the Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings, retreats, birthdays, bridal, and baby showers. Find Lady with the Plan on Instagram. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska. Built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products, such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Don't uh, don't let me tell you. A little early on that one. You calling the herd before us? Just the lead bull getting mm. his attention. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Perked yeah. his head up. Perked his head up. Brandon and I are there just for meat, so we'll take those guys. <laughs> um, exactly. The uh, the caribou call T-shirt design is well on its way. Mm. I've received um, prototype. You know. It's a work in progress, I should say. There's a lot of ideas that I have yeah. and ideas that Javon has. The, the template. And people that have put their ideas. I know that um, Erica had some ideas um, from oh, Alaska sure Outdoor did. Girl. Yeah. You, know, uh, like, you know, like in like Harry Potter where you're, I don't know if you see it, but we have little oh, yeah, kids. I read but every book. The, you, there's like those paintings that, that have like live motion. 
Yeah. You know, like the ghost is alive. Oh, it would yeah. be dope mm-hmm. if you could get a shirt that has like the caribou call, you know, and everyone's opening it. It's just like. <laughs> well, in doing research. It's like a hologram. I don't know. Like you yeah. start looking up like, like beer duck calls and stuff like that. I started looking it up and you can Google it. And they literally have where the call is like attached to a beer can and people can like blow through it. And it's like Miller White. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because I was like, let me just see like what's out there. Yeah. And Get then an Bush Light, and it was always like Bush Light, Miller <laughs> Light, you know, yeah. the Canada boys getting in there, Labatt's Blues, just oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, no caribou calls, though. No caribou calls. Yeah. No, no, no. We're the only ones interested in that. Yeah, I don't think they're interested in that. In, um, Bama. No, <laughs> there aren't much caribou running around in Alabama. No. Uh, uh, How you no. feeling, Jackie? Yeah, it's coming along. The fog has lifted, like a little mm. sensitive. I was just uh, telling Lee that I um, I took the fat tire bike out for my first two rides this weekend and nice. in bicentennial, and I always seem to get lost early in the season. Oh yeah, yeah, I got lost big time. Um, <laughs> I kept on being like, oh, we're we're just one layer level above where I thought we were, but. It, <laughs> It was that was not the case either time, um, but then that Saturday was really good. Um, it was cold and everything mm. was packed down real nice, and uh, like the black diamonds rode real well. I thought, yeah. Uh, now mm. on Sunday, like I had all the Saturday confidence. You know, you kind of get like those micro motion agility back after your first couple of rides. So I was like, the second day, I was like, oh yeah, it's all black diamond today, and uh, the snow. I don't know what going from that zero five degrees to the twenty. What I don't know the science behind it, but it got sloppy. Do you do you know what that's about? Man, just yeah, heating up and just moving around. You don't have that grip anymore. Yeah, man, when your front tire goes out, slides out. You know, boom, yeah, right down on the ground. Oh, dude, yeah, out. yeah. So I did get I on some slop coming down. I, I was a little sloppy too, but coming down a little a little hill, I uh, I did get bailed off into <laughs> the snow. Uh, a little bit of a head over, but I like curled enough that I got my shoulder. And uh, it felt good. Like is it, it, it is didn't it hurt. Like the concussion, tuck and roll or something. If you can, I don't know. What is the protocol? Oh, so I bet that was worrisome, though. Yeah. Oh no. When well, yeah, I started going off, I was like, oh, oh, this is trouble. So I kind of just, I don't know. I didn't do judo, but I imagine it was like a really weak effort at a judo roll. Got it. So I rolled kind of forward to the right, and then yeah. But it was in two feet of snow. So oh, it wasn't like plopped in the snow nice. helps, man. Yeah, yeah, snow yeah. biking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking the snow bike wipeouts must get gnarly in the spring. Like in the, like the, if you go early morning and so it like it's cold in the morning, thawed out in the afternoon, and then it the sun goes down and it gets cold fast. Yeah. Right? Like that goes, crusty. Yeah. It goes to like fifteen degrees and it was like thirty eight. Mm. And then it like drops and then you're like Right around, or you go on that early morning ride and you eat shit, and you're like, "Oh God!" Yeah, you're like I should probably wear my helmet today. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but it w- the other thing that was good about Saturday versus Sunday, it gave me a chance to t- test out like my own air pressure. Oh yeah, because mm. like the change in the snow conditions, and w- with a little bit more pressure on Saturday, it was fine. But with that, the sloppiness, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna play with dropping the air pressure some," and it made a huge difference. Oh yeah, yeah, I play with around with that air pressure all the time, and. You just pull it down a little bit and you get that little like 
you hit those bumps, you just roll right through right. them, and you get that extra grip on there. Yep. But mm. your bike is definitely not as fast. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, you're man. You're chugging. Like, you're like rrr, chugging. Rrr, but going downhills is sweet because you're just, like, glued to the trail. You yeah, know? yeah. Oh, you definitely get more su- surface area on that tire, like, yeah. width-wise and lengthwise. I think. Oh, true. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're right, lengthwise. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but I'm not real fast. And I certainly wasn't trying to halt because this is like through the black spruce forest, basically. Mm. And mm. so if like I do make the wrong call, then right like post concussion, like yeah. I got another one of those. And I, yeah. that's like the last thing in the world I want is another one. Of those. The so, tree will win. Yeah. So yeah. it's nice to get that heart rate back up a bunch and do something I really love doing, getting on the snow bike. And then, uh, but I'm out of hockey for a while. It'll be another month yeah, or two. Too much. Um, yeah. Danger possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Too risky. Possible danger. I, I could not take a hit right now. That I'm very sure of that. Yeah. It's probably a big confidence booster to wipe out. And yeah, like get up and dust yourself off and be like, hey, yeah, right. you know, it's like, you know, because falling can be like a controlled thing mm-hmm. and not hurt, or you can eat it hard and be floppy and yeah, weird, totally. and then like your body articulates and hurts, or you hit something weird, you know. Yep. So it's probably kind of like, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll get better. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Also, the bike is like self-induced fall versus out there on the ice. You mm. never know you're gonna yeah. catch some. Who's gonna yeah. hit some yeah. other guy? Could be more of a slow fall than just guy yeah. smashing yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Not worrying about someone else for sure. Yeah. The sledding helped a lot because the week before I brought the kids to this Kincaid sledding hill and used those big ice fishing sleds those yeah. are so fast like a toboggan type deal like, yeah yeah you know like what are the brands the jet sled yeah the jet oh, sled. yeah yeah the yeah. jet sled mm-hmm. so um you know i was watching i was like it doesn't look that bumpy and i wanted to test the the concussion a little bit and um and I was like, I could bail or like stick my arms out to slow us down. And so I went and then, you know, at the Kincaid one has that second jump at the end. Yeah. And we went on that and I felt fine. And yeah. that was like the biggest confidence booster. Like, okay, I'm getting to the next nice. step. Because the week before that, it would have been like sensitive inside the skull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you didn't try to go to the right. No, my no, kids, no, 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 no. That's where my kids went. <laughs> oh, that steep short <laughs> To thing? the right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> then you got to walk out of that. Man, I, I think yeah. I got like four feet of air I last guarantee you sitting there for about five oh, minutes. Dude. One kid's going to come out crying because he went that oh, yeah. way and yep. just got mangled. Air, air knocked out of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fun, though. Were you guys out ice fishing or would you guys do I did. I went, um, I went to a couple lakes. I went to Little Campbell and I went to Jewel Lake. Um, Jewel Lake, there was no success. Um, Campbell Lake was good. That was actually my first time going to Campbell Lake, also called Beer Can Lake. Yeah, Beer that's Can. The road. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was nice, I wonder man. why it's called that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. High school kids back in the day. Oh, okay. No, it is that. being sarcastic. Caribou, <laughs> Caribou Call Lake. Oh, yeah. I was uh, a Caribou oh, Call yeah, before the yeah. Caribou Call there. Yeah. And I am guarantee you they were drinking Bush for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, now they're bringing the beer cans home to recycle them, you know, because the youth oh. cares about the environment. So yeah. that now it could actually be the Caribou Call instead of the beer can. I used to collect nice. recyclable aluminum when I was little to make money. Give I mean, I think if you, if you brought it back and you told kids, hey, this is 10 cents, like... Oh, Take yeah. it home. Mm-hmm. Get ten of them. You got adds holler, up. You know? Adds yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, that was my little hustle. When yeah, I, was I didn't. In I didn't fish. Man, I watched. School. I watched football. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm, good for like, you. Remember you called me and I was like, yeah, I had some plans. I was gonna work on some heads in the garage, and my garage was freezing. I mean, even with the heater, because it was like ten below at my house in the morning. Yeah. And I had to wait till the afternoon. Well, by that time, I was pretty comfortable in my sweatpants, doing puzzles <laughs> and coloring with the kids yeah, watching yeah. football. I was like, yeah. So it was actually my first Saturday where I didn't do anything at all. 
Nice. Didn't have hockey practice. Didn't have to run anywhere. I, I didn't even start my truck. Like it was just nice. The most relaxing Saturday that's, in like months. Heck yeah, yeah. months. I I like I'm not. I didn't realize it until I was like, wow, I didn't do shit today. Yeah, I love this. It's probably <laughs> a good it. welcome to you know going into holiday season when it's going to be coming yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Except can't for wait. it's. I told Rena, don't be you know. Leaving cookies and cakes and stuff around the house this time of year. As man. you bring like forty eight cookies well, to the studio, I, I, I made a promise to the kids because Dad ate all the cookies last weekend that I had to replenish. So this is an exception. Oh, so whatever's left over tonight, going back there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got truth it. be told. So you baked all those, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Right before and I came. Bake. Still steaming. <laughs> Are you? Question about that. Are you um, taking any new clients for oh, your euros uh, and stuff I mean, like that? Or I, are you? I, I mean, I would. Um, I think Jack has got his moose ready for me. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm basically just like in full procrastination on finishing a bunch that I have. I've got like six. I got a bison right now um, that a work friend um, is is pretty eager to get back, and so I'm getting pretty close to getting that wrapped up. That's turned out really cool. I actually, learned how to remove the horns. Oh yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> remember, remember, um, um, Jake. No, um, Ira was on. Oh, and, yeah. And, and he gave me his bull, right? Yeah. He's like, well, you know, you got to get those horns off. And I'm like, being a rookie, I'm like, what? Yeah. And I know any, like, taxidermist listening to this and be like, duh. Yeah, yeah you got to take the horns off. I'm like, well, why do you got to do that? Well, because there's flesh and a membrane in there that uh-huh. just doesn't dry up. It's sealed. Mm-hmm. So it'll rot. And then you can get, you know, bugs. And I, I don't know that it would be as much of an issue in Alaska, but if you're down in the States and you had a, a, a critter on the... yeah. On the wall, and it had any sort of like flesh that was rotting inside, it would probably attract yeah some problems. Um, and it so, might reek. That too. Yeah. And so, you know, his deal was like, oh, I'll throw it in a bag and let it rot. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I like looked up that deal, and I'm like, that is nasty. Like, let's put it in a trash bag and water and like throw it in the corner of the garage or in a tub or something. And if you don't freeze say down in the states or something you could just have it in the backyard and i'm like dude that's that's just nasty so i actually came up i didn't come up with it but i tested it out um on a kind of a long simmer Mm -hmm. um with the horn in the water like one at a time like almost at a boil but like a simmer for about an hour so not to break down the horn or like diminish or hurt the horn yeah um because it's more like a sheath over the horn base of, like, the bone, right? Right. Like, so if you can imagine that ram right there, you take it off. It's got, like, a six-inch little, yep. like, base bone horn right. inside. And then there's, like, cartilage and stuff to hold it. So I, like, did a boil, boil. Then I soaked it in water for, like, five days in a big tub. Oh, really? Actually, courtesy of Daniel, I still got that tub. Comes in real handy. Hmm. Um, Sing on to it. Oh, I got continue you. Continue to drop off some. I might have to just yeah, get you. Are you going to get some? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, Telling yeah. Chickens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I soaked it in there and then uh, um, actually watched a guy on YouTube. Um, Thanks, Carlo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> watched a guy on YouTube do a uh, an antelope, which looked like it was way easier. Uh-huh. But what I had to do is I had to do, do the boil, do the soak, and then I had to break the horn away from the base. So I took like a, like a, uh, uh, Havilon and kind of like like cut around it, and uh-huh. I took a pick tool and I just kind of pried up, yeah, yeah, pried up, and then soaked it again. So like water was now able yeah, to get yeah. inside, and then I pulled it out and then I banged on the horn with a soft rubber mallet, 
dung, 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 to break up that flesh inside. Uh-huh. And then came right off, man. I was so happy. Really? It sound like, yes. like it came right off. That sounded like so much work. You know, <laughs> oh, you know that? You're right. It did not just come off. But when I, yeah. when I got that, like when I figured out how to get the water in, yeah. and then it finally started like breaking loose. And yeah. then when it finally came off, <laughs> it was at like 630 in the morning. And I got up early. I ran upstairs like, babe, come here. Come here. <laughs> She's just like, comes down, you know, with her coffee. She's like, cool. Yeah. I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is such a, I overcame such a huge feat here. It took you so long. Oh, and I'm like, I didn't have to rot it out. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I clean it all up and, and I'll bleach it and then I'll, I'll reattach the horns. And then I was like really, really nervous about like, like repositioning them exactly where yeah. they need to go. So I like took a bunch of pictures and measurements. I, and I got angles. a set back from a guy that I paid one of my first caribou. Uh-huh. And I feel like it's off. And oh, I, it might and, be. And I didn't really know that that was the process until uh-huh. maybe like five years after that. Yeah, you uh-huh. knock them off. And I go back yeah. and look at it. I'm like, I looked at the picture and I looked at the thing. Yeah. I was like, it is off. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why that thing. It's easy it's just, to yeah. do. It's really easy to do. And, and like like when we found that ram on the wall right there, it, its horns are already falling off. Yeah, yeah. In, and they on the separated mountain. naturally. Yeah. yeah. And then I just cleaned it all up and reattached them. And they literally just slipped right where they needed to go. It was right. easy. So on this buffalo, this bison, I was like, oh, man. <clears throat> I called a taxidermy buddy of mine, uh, Tad Gilbert, name your game. Awesome taxidermist. Check him out. Um, he was like, yeah, you got to take measurements. So I was like all freaked out before I removed it. First yeah. off, I was so nervous about even like doing this. And so I take all these pictures and I got a million photos on my phone. And then I do it all. I take them off and I'm like. I kind of set them down, and I'm like, oh, no. Which They're, like, side? swapped around. So I, like, <laughs> I put them on there, and I'm like, oh, they can only go one way. Because they, you know, they yeah, go like yeah, that. Yeah. So I'm like, whew, okay, oh, man. I was all excited and just set them down and picked it up. Because you mix up the left and the right one? Well, I thought I, I when I set them down, I was like, oh, okay. oh no, if I'm not, not careful. So I, like, I set it up and put them on. I'm like, okay. And I was like, well, hold on a minute. So I, like, switched around, and I'm like, you can't mess it up. Like, well, have you ever been down the way. bad road taxidermy? Hole. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my dad's I, first sheep is so bad. I remember that. I remember Scooby Doo, man. Remember that wolf? Oh, the catch cam, the or the Prince of Wales wolf or something. This guy, this guy got the most monstrous, beautiful wolf, and he got it back, and it was straight Scooby Doo, man. I got a smile, and like its eyes are like two inches apart. I wish I could find that picture, man. It was, it was bad. Anyway, I'll wrap this up. I, I, I put the horns on, and I was like, all right, and I was gonna start taking my measurements to make sure it matched. And I'm like. Wait a minute. They yeah. like they go right yeah. where they could. So I could see maybe different bison at certain angles. Now when I took the measurements, they were not right. Like oh. The curve was like one was back. So like I'll i I'll do my best and it'll be off by like a freaking smidgen of an yeah, inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would never notice. But I, I when I looked at it, I was like, Oh, when they grew they they're not right. They're yeah, not, they're like not symmetrical. symmetrical. Yeah. No. Yeah. So um I felt I felt like really confident now. Like now I'm gonna do IRAs. I'm like, oh yeah. man, I know exactly oh, what to do and well so cool that so, you're learning. Yeah, it's fun, man. I, I just I really regret not doing some more of the work in the fall, uh, or or when I had weather. Yeah. Because now I'm like, Well, I'll just do it in my garage. It's like a cool winter project. And it's been so cold. And I think I'm just used to these warm winters we've had where my garage was not that cold. I yeah. turn my heater on and get it at 65 degrees in there. Mm-hmm. Good to go. Well, you're mixing chemicals and doing all that stuff, trying to get things to a boil. 
it takes a long time when it's five degrees below zero, 10 degrees, everything takes so much longer and it's harder. Plus I got to get all my shit out of the garage to do my work yep. and then bring it back in. I like, pulled my wheelers outside. They died. Mm. The batteries died. I'm like, cause you know, it was like five Sounds below. Like you need a shop. I do. I'll get there. I'll get there. But before, before we move on on, on this topic, I want to, um, I was actually talking to a friend of mine, um, Lacey on Instagram, Lacey.lace, L-A-C-I dot L-A-C-E. I want you to pull it up real quick because... Lacey.lace. Yeah, she's doing... I mean, she's always been an artist and does, like, cool stuff. And she started doing um, skull art. So I want you guys to look at this. I've never seen this type of things that she's adding to to these different art pieces. And she and I told her I had some, like, caribou stuff and some other um, skulls that she could work with. Uh, She's got a private account, unfortunately. And I'm... I don't. Oh man, you yeah. have to take some like snaps. She's got like thirty eight hundred posts though, man. That's pretty cool. Um, well, let me just—I'll just show you. Pass my phone so you guys can see it. And basically, this know. is like one of her things. This is a beaver one, and what she did was she pretty much um, painted the 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 teeth like gold, and the rest of the head is black. And she puts on like um, crystals and different crazy stuff like oh, that. That's cool. Um, and she's that's like stuff that she's selling. Yeah, that's super rad. It's just way different. I never seen yeah. like anything like that. It's always some dude who did something like Brandon. Check that out. That's mm. a beaver that she did. Oh wow! That's so anyone cool. that's interested in checking that out, it's L A C I dot L A C E. She's and she's selling them, and she's probably looking for you know more art to to make with more heads. She's not like a hunter or nothing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where you'd randomly get. A skull. Can you go to oh, a, you just get a, a skull? You just, get, you just find a trapper. <laughs> Amazon, man. Yeah, yeah. Amazon. Tra- trappers Walk will get a handful of these every, every spring. Yeah. You get okay. trappers that'll Well, I'm sure she got it from her her dad or yeah, uncle or, tra- or somebody like Maybe that. she traps. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Lacey, might. you trapping out there? I don't know. Yeah. But I told ass. her I had a caribou that I wanted her to like uh-huh. just do and just see what. Yeah. What happens with that'd, it? That'd you be know. pretty cool. Could yeah. you make the caribou look bigger? Yeah. <laughs> Just add on. <laughs> Can you add all the gemstones on the end? <laughs> Extends the points out 17 inches. <laughs> so so the, I had seen some score in the past, and one of those sheep that I have, uh, Brandon knows which one, but uh, I've always, I, I think I showed you pictures of what I wanted to do to it. Now, it's taken me five years to not do it. So hopefully <laughs> like within the next five years, I actually start. Yeah. But, um, they like take a Dremel tool mm-hmm. and they cut out different layers of depth in the skull and you can do anything you want. I'd want to do like Polynesian designs. Mm-hmm. And then based on the depth that you go through, you dye it different colors and let different dye set in and then you wipe it clean oh. so that, so it kind of has like a light dye in all the different layers, it gives it depth. Yeah. And then, um, but it still has the European appearance and it just seemed like a classier way to, well, I'm, the European mounts look pretty classy, but another yeah. classy option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like something that you like, you put your hand to, you know, like yep. kind of like what you're doing. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I really want to do that to that last sheep that I got. But that's the that's the big one that you yeah. got with uh, with pops, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing's a beauty. Yeah, I think we we go with that one. We go. Um, what's the designer? Um, Hardy or uh, Ed Hardy? Ed Hardy? Yeah, and just go full bedazzle. Oh, <laughs> full bedazzle. <laughs> yeah, like the, the jeans, like the jeans. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. 
At least you got Lacey. She <laughs> might be able to get that going for Lacey, us. Lacey, we need a bedazzled cheek, yeah. please. <laughs> Little apple bottom jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode 42. Um, we have Lee Tron Bowling here from Single Track Advocates. Instagram is at Lee Tron Bowling, B-O-L-L-I-N-G, all one word. And the... Um, Single track advocates is one word too. Single track advocates That's on Instagram. Right. Singletrackadvocates.org If you're trying to get on the website, Lee, thank you for coming in. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. This is this is awesome. We got a great setup here. I'm mega stoked. Since we started the podcast, this is like one of you, the, you're mm-hmm. one of the guests that I yep. wanted to have the most. Yes. Oh man. Well, let's see so, how this goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the names that have been thrown around a lot, and we've said that about. A handful of guests and um you were like a front runner way way early because we did start in february yeah right in the middle of winter well yeah. kind of toward the tail end of winter but i'm i'm thinking that must be a really good snow biking month because you're starting to get daylight back it's warming up yeah the snow is really set in yeah. um a lot of bird, and, bluebird days and you were going hard like every other day right i think that Constantly. almost every recording i had written right before like mm. up until yeah. the snow was yeah. gone. Yeah. Like you and Annie came in that one time all sweating. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what are you guys yeah. doing? <laughs> all right, we were like, <laughs> we, we, we gotta get out quick. We, we, we were riding. I was like, what? Yeah. But so like as a, I, you know, we're all we're outdoor enthusiasts here. Um, One of the things that I feel like my family did really well, my dad and, and, it, and my brother, now, now my brother and I, because, you know, we grew up that way, was utilize what's around us and get outside every day. Yeah. And when we were growing up here, there was only so many things you could do. Um, and mm-hmm. just for example, last week I was out biking with my dad and, um, or no, we were skiing that day and he, uh, he was like, you know, Anchorage is one of the only towns, if the, not the only town in the world that you can, you know, mountain bike from your house, ski from your house, you know, um, go hiking big mountains and then also ride, ride your bike to work. you know like the trail system Mm -hmm. and he's like it's just amazing and i feel like i have that perspective every time i go out on our stuff it's just i feel so blessed especially after leaving the state for college and coming back that we have these options and it's to grow up here and not have as many options and now have this sick trail system for mountain biking for both summer and winter and then now we're talking to the guy that is basically (laughs) like you like you've thought of this and executed yeah. it. So it, it's really cool to that get to awesome. hear about, you know. Well, before we we'll get to the history on the single track and, and more on, on Lee, I want to just say that Lee has the most badass middle name I've ever heard. Mm. <laughs> um, I, miss, I know I missed it. I was, okay. I was in and well, out of the studio. His name, middle name is Tron. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's not Tron. It's Joseph. Oh, oh, oh but but there's a story behind Tron. Okay, all right, so let's hear check it. this let's out. So I graduated Reno uh, College in Reno in 2005, and it was the winter, dead of winter, right before um, Christmas. You know, vacation and everything like that. So my buddy Pat Tomko and I we roll up into his like old school Toyota um, truck Tacoma. We roll up, Yoda from, gang. yeah, Yoda, <laughs> roll up from uh, from Reno all the way up to to anchorage through the you know super dark cold nasty you know yeah, sleeping on the side of the roads like you know minus yeah. 10 it sucked but uh <laughs> our buddy gave us like one cd and we had one cd this entire drive and it was deltron 3030 oh, yeah the yes, funky homo sapien and we just dude. we listened <laughs> yes. to that on repeat like the entire way and so when i got back to you know 
to, to you know, home, and, which was in Palmer with my folks, I was like, okay, I'm done with college. I need to get like an email address, right? Because I had like an old Hotmail and like the UNR yeah. one. So I'm like, I'm going to go Gmail. And so I'm like, Lee Bowling. I'm like, I already taken. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Deltron, Lee, Leetron. Leetron oh, at gmail.com. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh man, this is all mine. Yeah. So I, I took it and then. Email to this day? Still got it, man. Oh, that's yeah. Leetron. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that Leetron? is an amazing album, dude. It's that so Deltron 3030. So good. I got it right here, dude. I have the, ins- the instrumental version too. Oh, Because nice. we used to just, just spit raps to that one, dude. Oh, I just bet. go and go, dude. That that's a good idea. Awesome. The instrumental version is just amazing. How do you even get the instrumental version? I, I don't know. <laughs> I had it on CD. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we had it on CD, but that one is awesome. Okay, so not not Tron, Joseph. All right, we'll we'll stick with Tron because no, it's that way cooler. Yeah, I mean Joseph works. Yeah, uh, Tron. I'm a fellow the Josepher. The story. You, you're, you're Jackie Joseph. I'm John Joseph. John Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you never heard the John story, the Jack story? What? No. Do we want a rabbit hole for a second? Yeah, let's go. Come on. This is actually this is actually like if you hear that after this story, you're like, okay, we know John Lau after this. So my dad's John Lau. So when I was born, they're like, oh, we'll name him John after him, and we'll call him, but different middle names, so not John Jr. And we'll call him Johnny. And so after like. I don't think my dad liked him me, me being named John. He thought I should be named Jack. Anyway, so like I'm like eight months old. He gets a phone call and he's like doing oil stuff at the time and like call on call all the time. So they get the phone call late at night or whatever. And my mom answers it and it's like, oh, John, it's the phone. The phone's ringing. And she's like, he's like, which one? <laughs> Just like really aggressive. <laughs> and she's, she like looks at me and I'm like eight months old. And she looks at him and she like doesn't know what to say. Uh, and, th- and then he's like, that's it. I'm done with this. It's too confusing. We're calling him Jack. And so I've been Jack since. And so, so that's your how legal I got name is John? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the? John Joseph. John Joseph. I, I can't believe nice. I've known either. Not as cool as Tron. I probably have heard this story. I just don't remember. It's a, it's a funny. So story. is it Jonathan? No, it's John. Just, just John. John. Just J O H. Yeah. yeah. John J O H N. Yeah. Oh, well, you have a middle name, Brandon? No, I just go with Brandon Fifield. No, no middle you have name. One. Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> what man. is it? James. Okay. We got yeah. a lot of J's going on here. We yeah. do. We do. I think it was an '80s thing, boys. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Uh, mine's not way far from it's not Jay burrito. It's not, it's not Jose. Air burrito. <laughs> no, Alfonso. Oh, Alfonso. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You should choose that as the first name. Man. That's my new email, bro. Alphonse. Yeah, <laughs> Alfonso. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, that it's like um, it's my dad's middle name, his dad's middle name. It's like yeah, the, that's it's cool. It's Mateo's middle name. That's yeah. how so, I was too. Like my dad would have been carried or uh, Milton Joseph Bowling the fourth. And my grandma was like, no, we got to end that. So yeah. we got to oh, end it sometime. So, so he's like, carry Joseph. And then I got the Joseph after that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's always after like a family. My my uh, my mom's little brother, my uncle Jimbo, was named James. And so I got his name. And he was actually tragically killed in a car accident the day I was born. Oh, my Yeah, way. which is life crazy. Life. Yeah. So it was one of those like, it's kind of like, you know, it's just James. But it's kind of magical. Yeah. Kind of like. Cool got that connection to the family, yeah. Because yeah. when you say the name on that side of the family, it's in remembrance of Jimbo, yeah, which yeah. is a very beloved family member in that seven kids in that yeah. group. So, does James uh, go Jimbo, Jimbo? Jimbo Butcher, does James go Jimbo? 
Is that uh, like the, you know, like... I mean, there's only like one Jimbo in the family, so but I I'm don't saying think I like, got the... Like, you know how some middle names, like Richard or something, is Dick or yeah, other things? Yeah, Well, so he was James Butcher, was his name, but... But is but, James go Jimbo? I think it goes oh, Jim. Yes. I think it goes Jim. No, goes no, no, Jim, okay, right? yes. So James goes Jim. Like mm-hmm. Robert and Bob, okay, and then Jimbo is the nickname is another is like, another uh, nickname okay. for Jim, okay. and but Jimbo stuck, right? So like all growing up, it was like the family's talking about Jimbo, 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 uh, and then as I got older, I'm like, oh James Jimbo, I get it now. <laughs> That's it. the same guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah. The soul the is so special. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I think my grandpa tried to go with BJ. Like we're gonna call him BJ. And make it stick. And then the rest of the family's like, mm, no, we don't nah, like that one. We're not gonna, that's not going to work. Don't do that. You don't force like nicknames. Just Those are like out. a natural thing. Yeah. I think my brother tried to give my daughter Kennedy a nickname. Wanted to call her Kenny. Mm. Before she was born, I was like, ah. Nice try, dude. I was like, I don't think you just <laughs> give her a nickname before she's born. I yeah. think it just like yeah. happens. Yeah. So her nickname is Kiki. Yeah. Kiki Bear. I like that. Well, her, her cousin who's only two years older than her. When she was born, she could not say Kennedy. So she's like, Kiki, yep. Kiki, Kiki Bear. So now that's, yep. you know, that's how yeah. a nickname yep. is made. Like, yeah. you don't just, like, oh, yeah. like make <laughs> we, one. Well, well, that was an hour's worth of Scott Gomez's podcast, so we had to cut out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the nickname thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. thing was a blur, man. Oh, oh man. God, <laughs> oh, yeah. That was All a right. fun rabbit hole, though. That was yeah, good. Or should I say John? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just go back to Jack. <laughs> or the milkman. We got John and the Tron. Milk, the Fonz. The Fonz. Fonz. Yeah. <laughs> I think some new nicknames are going to be birthed from this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Switch my handle. All right. So back to Lee, man. Lee, let's get a little history on Lee, man. Where are you from? Where you grew up? You know, your love for biking and all that stuff. Yeah. Sounds good. So... Born in Alaska, was born in Nome. Nice. Right on. Yeah, my parents were Jesuit volunteers up there. My dad worked okay. at, the, at the radio station. He was the DJ there. My mom was a nurse. And then uh, they were only going to stay like one or two years, and they were up there for a long time. But, uh, yeah, I was born up there. And then when I was five, we moved and then moved to Palmer and, uh, like, did all my, you know, elementary through, through high school in, in Palmer and uh, just growing up, I just loved biking. I mean, I started biking up in Nome on the gravel roads up there, like no helmet. You know, yeah. no one wore helmets back then. No, no, right, up, right. Yeah. So on a BMX, too. they didn't have them. Yeah, there was, was old no BMX, helmets. old Huffy. Oh, oh the Huffy. Huffy. Oh, keep it USA. Yeah, Ooh. man. man. Know the Huffy. Yeah. But man, I just loved just biking when I was a kid. You mm. know, we would. I remember me and my my buddies. Like the best time was in the spring when the when the gravel road would like. In Palmer would 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 thaw and be dirt again, but you saw these huge snow banks on the oh, side. Yeah. And so we played stuntmen where you just like build a jump and just like wreck hard into these, <laughs> into these drifts. <laughs> it was so sick. <laughs> Great memories of that. So yep. So anyway, yeah. So I did, you know, high school there and then went out to uh, Reno for college. Mm. And that was great. I actually brought my mountain bike with me there and there shredded around out in Reno, nice. which is great. Yeah. So what'd you major in there? I did. Uh, I did applied math. Applied math. Oh, yeah. sharp I, cookie then. Dude, Wait, I, out of Palmer High School. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> Palmer Moose. Palmer oh, Moose, man. Yeah. We will stomp you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will stomp. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the cost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playing football against these guys, and they're <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> all day over here. No matter what Palmer, 
high school what sport, man, they always brought it, dude. I remember the soccer team was Some like hosses too, big man. boys out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. We had a pretty good team. Yeah. But yeah, Reno is great. Love that place. High desert. It's like, you know, up in Tahoe, you go ski powder day and then you'd come yeah. back to the to Reno and you'd be in like board shorts. Yep. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. It was a cool place to go. So love that. And uh was there good trail systems down there for mountain biking? Yeah, it was, you know, it's pretty good. You know, it's funny when I grew up, there was no like quote unquote, like mountain bike trail right. that I ever rode. You yeah. Know, I was like mountain bikes were like not really a thing. We, yeah, maybe I mean, they were in some part of the world, but not where I grew up. It was like everyone had like a BMX bike or yes. whatever. You 80s, know? 90s yeah. was like BMXs. Like if you had a mountain yeah. bike, you're like, I kind of felt like I was dorky because I rode up with my buddies and they're all <laughs> yeah. on a BMX. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, all like I a Diamondback or a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So it wasn't until I was in high school that I actually got like a, a like a mountain bike right. and I took that. It was an REI Ponderosa Novara. Nice. So sick. Yeah. With the V-brakes. Oh, oh man. yeah, dude. Oh, what the color? Rigid. Lots of tread. Oh, it was, uh, it was orange fading to yellow. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, it had that fade. Oh, the fade in the middle oh, there yeah. wow. with yellow grips. Yeah. They got extra faded when the sun faded it more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But when in Reno, it was it was pretty cool because you're in the high desert, and there was actually was some cool single track there, and that uh-huh. was the first time I ever mm. really was on a single track trail, and it was obvious that mountain bikers were using it because right. there was all of a sudden you're like, whoa, there's kind of this roller thing here. There's some rocks you can go over, and so it was pretty cool, and I just kind of got addicted to it where just you know between classes, I would just and when I wasn't skiing because mostly I would just ski as much as I possibly could, um, would go and ride the trails up there and. Yeah. So were were there, were there any in that park? What's it right off? Of, is it Jefferson right oh, there? Oh yeah, um, yeah, Rancho. Yeah, Rancho Park. Yeah, you go. Do you know where the N is in Reno? Yeah, yeah. There's the big N yep. on the hill there. Mm-hmm. So they're back in there. Okay. Back on Peavine Mountain. Yeah. Back in there. All right. So, so you've obviously been to Reno. Well, I went to Reno my freshman year. Oh, that's in '99. Right. But I wasn't. I was just kind of getting into mountain biking at that time, and uh, I didn't know to bring my bike. It would have been one of those things like I would have brought my bike the next year. Yeah. Uh, but then I switched schools. Yeah. So did you just borrow a bike to ride around that time. In or? Reno? No, I walked. Oh. Yeah, I skied a lot though. Oh, okay. That was like the year of skiing and snowboarding oh, for gotcha. me. Oh man, Tahoe. Like Fridays, I mean, we had similar classes, like being an engineer, applied math, like high science classes, and you, all the Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes at normal colleges in Reno in the spring. Those are all Tuesday, Thursday, or Monday, Wednesday. No Fridays because we all had ski oh, class. Long, long weekends. So we go three day skiing every Friday, every oh, weekend. Badass, oh man, yeah. yeah. It was so sick. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> and so you would drive down there? Well, you could do two things. You could, if you had buddies with cars, because I was a cheap college kid, didn't have my own car. Yeah. Um, you know, you you could go with them or the school. If you signed up for the class, it was like 125 bucks. You got free passes and a bus ride. Oh, perfect! Wow. Yeah. So Just pack a bag, a and shuttle. Get yeah. Go. You for remember it. the yeah. bus that used to pick people up at um, Sears Mall or Cars Huffman? Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I was on the Sears Mall right now. Oh, would just oh love to take to drop you up to Alaska? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I didn't go, but I I know lots of friends that did it. But. She's like, your brother's coming with you. <laughs> take care of all. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Here's five dollars. Supposed <laughs> <laughs> to feed us all yeah. day. Buy yeah. us some curly fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or the jolt. Remember the jolt? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like we're, it's like we're getting jolt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after Reno, back to AK. yeah. I graduated Reno, came came back here, and uh, and to you work. Know, 
Yeah, well, I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was like one of those kind of, you know, I graduated and I got this degree in math and then everyone's like, are you going to teach math? I'm like, no, dude, I'm not going to teach math. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and, uh, and I was like, I was like, I just want to know as much as I can about stuff. And uh, anyway, I started to get into like water resources my last senior year and was taking a bunch of those classes. And so when I came back to, when I went to Palmer, that's where my home was. I got a job at HDR doing hydrology, like okay, water okay. resources stuff. So that summer, 2006, I moved into Anchorage. And that was the first time I moved to Anchorage was in 2006. So Is that cool. where work was? That's where work was, okay. yeah, right downtown. So. Nice, nice. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool coming to the big city, you know, because living in Palmer, <laughs> it was always like we came here for Costco and to see my cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, man, I got lost when I first had to come in here and drive. I'm like, whoa. So yeah, you big. thought you knew where stuff was, <laughs> right? And then you get into town, you're like, oh, I don't actually know where yeah. anything is. And then weird stuff were like. International Airport Road doesn't hit the highway. Yeah. Oh yeah. I and you're like, lost. I'm like trying to get to the airport. I'm like, I don't know where. Where do you go? You know. It's so hard. I used to get the Seward Highway and International all mixed up because it was like kind of like oh. well, International in Minnesota is like an expressway, and then this there's the Seward Highway. Yeah. Which connects to other, another highway kind of through yeah. Fifth Avenue. But Minnesota doesn't, well, I guess it kind of does. It connects up to the Seward Highway. Just weirdly. Yeah. yeah. But when I was like, first learning how to drive, I'd be like, wait a minute. Am I supposed to be on international? Or. It's funny you guys bring that up, man. I had, I, I had like the opposite experience. I remember it vividly as a kid thinking and telling my parents, you guys could probably drop me off anywhere in the city and I will. Mm-hmm. find my way home You'll know sure. because back. we would just ride our bikes everywhere yeah. as yeah. kids yeah. like we lived by lake otis and and dowling like over midtown there. midtown and i would right. ride my bike everywhere i would be at spinard lake okay before it was lake hood and you can swim there oh, i would yeah. ride my bike all Good the time days. over there diamond center i'd be all the way at penland park i'd be all the way at um uh flat top yeah just riding my bike everywhere and i yep. just felt like you could drop me off anywhere and i would know it Mm-hmm. Well, there's like less roads too. That's true. You know, Elmore, there's like more back road mm-hmm. type yeah. stuff. I took a new road to the other day. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, when you're going down Hunter, then you go around that thing, and there's that church there, and you keep going. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never yeah. been on that. Road. It cut, it oh, cuts, yeah, it cuts through. Yeah, I was Over like, to Target. I had no reason. I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I was supposed to go to Costco, and I'm like, I'm just gonna drive straight and see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been yeah. in there. These for, right I think, to King like Street. Three or four years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably longer. Actually, it just feels. Is it been that long? And yeah, a couple years. Well, if you don't have a lot of reasons to go drive there, why would you? Yeah, you know that's true. It used to be a snow pit. So, yeah, and there's a lot of wood still. Like on the right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there trails in there? I don't know. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> there will be. <laughs> After this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> oh, man. So you come back, you go to Palmer, you get the job in Anchorage, and then let's go from there. Yes. Okay. Man, this is great. So let's see here. Working and... Um, Are you mountain biking at this time a lot? Or no, no, I'm not. I, I have my mountain bike from college. I brought uh-huh. it back. And, uh, oh, actually remember uh, that summer in 2006, my, my friend, uh, takes me out to Kincaid. She's like, oh, let's go bike at Kincaid. And I'm like, yeah. okay, sweet. So we go out there 
And there's really no mountain bike trails out yeah, there. Yeah, it's just the ski trail. It's just ski trails. And so we went and we biked Horseshoe Loop, oh, like the ski yeah. trail. And I was like, mm-hmm. do, 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 do. and I was like, oh my God, this is like the lamest thing I've ever done. <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. It was so bad. And um, and because I was in college, I was used to riding all that single track. Yeah, yeah. So oh, sick. right. <laughs> and, uh, and so the only time I really used my mountain bike was when we would go like, as a group of friends, we go ride like Resurrection yeah. or Johnson Pass or one yeah. of those long, long trails. Yep. Yeah, kind of a hardcore ride, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty long ones, you know, mm-hmm. twenty yeah. plus miles, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, then I, I met my my wife to be that that year as well. We were both worked at the same spot. Her name's Colleen. She's a badass. What nice. up, Colleen? And uh, Colleen. So uh, we. Uh, you know, and most of my life around that point was just like we would be doing a lot of trail running, hiking, rafting, um, and then in the wintertime, like tons of backcountry skiing and camping and stuff yeah. like that. So not a lot of biking, really. Um, and uh, then I went and did a program down in in uh, in Prescott, Arizona mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a fall in 2007. Biking's I got, huge down there. It's so huge. And so I brought that same bike. Yeah. And that's high desert, high country. Yeah, kind of like I don't. Is it t- higher than Reno, or is that it's pretty, about the same? About the it's same. about a mile high or something like that yeah. around that yeah. kind of thing. Brought all, and I oh, I, you didn't ask me about the name of my bike, but I named it Falcor after the luck. Oh, track oh you had named your bike. Oh, I named right. my bike. No, I didn't. I think was actually that. curious about Colleen's middle name. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna save that one for later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good answer, Lee. Wait, well, hold on. That bike's name was what? Falcor. Falcor. After the luck dragon in the never-ending story. Yeah, oh, dude. Oh, I tried to yeah. watch never-ending story with my kids. Snooze no, fast. Kids. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Like, I, I never like, could get hell? on board with that. Dude. My mom would be like, Jack, we're going to watch this. I would get so excited, and I'd be like, no. Please yeah. do not turn this on. Let's no. watch Goonies. Yeah, about halfway yeah. through, you're like, I can't. Yeah. So that dragon's like, dope, though. Yeah, the dragon, oh, the dragon is dope. Yeah, dragon's I, I, totally dope. I thought that was such a cool movie when I was a kid. No, I mean, it was yeah, Goonies, cool. Goonies was ten times cooler. All right. It, yeah. What well, is it coming? And my wife story, doesn't even like Goonies. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, booby traps. I mean. Anyway, I'm like. But then I would try to watch with the kids. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm digging this. Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna put on the elf. <laughs> you fell asleep. Yeah, we're gonna change that. Oh man, Real we just quick. watched Elf, man. It doesn't matter what time when that movie comes on, dude. I'll just catch it in the middle, the end, the beginning. Oh, yeah, dude. Smiles, elf and baby. Goodfellas for me. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, no matter where it's at, I'm just like, all right. Brings we're out your inner this. gangster. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just doesn't matter. So Lee. You uh, take Falcor. Yeah, Falcor and I. Down to Prescott. We're in Prescott. Prescott and uh, the reason I went down there is because, you know, I had this math degree. And then as I was working, I was like, oh, a lot of my bosses are like engineers. Yeah. My mom always told me to be an engineer when I was in school. And I'm like, no, mom, I'm not going to be an engineer. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't about. know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't even know me. There's you plenty of So to be a skier. So anyway, but I couldn't decide whether I wanted to do like be an architect or be an engineer because I thought being an architect would be totally dope. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Until so, you find out what architects really do. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so this was part what of this experience. Meet City Code. Oh. Like oh 99% God. of them like aren't like designing golf courses, you know. Oh, yeah. it's not as cool as it 
sounds so, the like some architects are doing rad shit. That's probably the one percenters. Yeah, like oh. the ninety nine percent of architects are like making sure that on oh, this plumbing that needs curb to be is right. It's seventeen curve. seventeen millimeters from this thing, and it's um, oh. lame. Yeah. Okay, so, so I was Lee trying to not going to be an architect. Well, I was trying to decide. So, was this mm-hmm. program and is uh, is at the Ecosa Institute there, and it was in sustainable design. So I was super into that too. And uh, it was cool because it was like a mix of some architecture, community planning, some solar, passive solar stuff, which is super cool. And uh, anyway, while I was there, I just shredded my brains out on my bike because there's tons of cool trails there. And I was just there for one semester. That was how long it was. And after that, I was like, all right, I'm not going to be an architect. Yeah, I'm going to be an engineer because I can come back to UAA here, which yeah. I did. And, and I- Oh, you're a Seawolf? I'm a Seawolf, oh, man. Oh, oh, damn, a moose and a Seawolf, man. Yeah. AK boy. Nice, dude. Because I realized I could I could bust out my engineering degree in just like four semesters because mm. I had them on all my math. So I was like, oh, oh dude, I'm just right. going to crank it out here in state. At home. Yeah, be with my my lady and like ski a bunch. And, uh, just was it Colleen then? It's Colleen, yeah. So, so do you continue oh, working? Yeah, Colleen, yeah. What was that? When you went back to school, do you continue yeah, working? I went, I yeah, I can continued working. Actually, I, I switched jobs. I worked at this the small place is just a dude and and it was his company and I was his only employee. Okay. It's called your clean energy. And we went around and we did like, like energy audits on oh, buildings. Yeah. And then we also did like, uh, some like renewable energy studies yeah. for different communities and stuff. So I got to travel all over the, the state and like, crazy you know false pass cold bay you well know. it makes you feel bad because they're just sucking up juice <laughs> i guess you know <laughs> well a, a lot of times wasting a lot of energy <laughs> sir have a good day a lot of times you know it's just so expensive out there that they're like we got to figure out a different way to, to operate to operate oh, yeah. so right so it's a lot of economics so that was that was fun yeah, what was correct. that your clean energy your clean energy i don't even know if it's still around anymore your clean energy but just trying to make a note of that yeah but that was a great experience for sure. So I had a, like, ran, this is a random question, and I, I want to ask it before I forget it and lose it and stay on track because if you had a follow-up to that. No, stay no, on no that. go ahead. So you said you grew up in Nome. Bikes, talking about bikes. There's a thing. When you go to a small rural community or village in Alaska, for some reason, there's a creepy boneyard of bikes in every single one of them. Do you remember that in Nome? <laughs> Do you remember I, that, like, in the dump or, like, in people's yards? Because there's, like, here in, in the city, your bike falls apart. You throw it in the dumpster. Or you take it to the dump. And then it gets disposed of. Well, there, they don't really have a place to really take the trash. It gets all, yeah. you know, pushed up at their local dump. But I've noticed in all the rural communities that I've been at, it's really eerie to cruise around town and see these like skeletons of bikes everywhere. Do you remember that? I do not remember. You're probably because you're five, right? I you was only five, oh, five when we okay. left. Yeah, you never went back. I have been back. Yeah, but okay. it was still, like in the winter time. Uh, so it's probably covered in snow. Yeah, all those yeah, bike graveyards. Yeah, yeah. Graveyard and, and if you guys, any of you guys been to a, a small? Oh, yeah. I've been to a oh, lot. Yeah. I don't remember a bike graveyard, but I know they I, have like snow machine and yes. four wheeler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ATV. definitely that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, there's that. But yeah. when you said Nome, I was like, the first thing I thought of is like, I remember when I went there, it was just like really weird. I mean, it was just like little 
kid bikes and then mountain bikes and BMX. And I was just like, I could see him getting hmm. real rusty, you know, no, I mean, just no, no. Shit outside come on, man. Everything yeah. gets road hard, yeah, put away yeah, wet yeah, and, yeah, then, totally. and then yeah. disposed of hard <laughs> yeah. and wet in the village or small rural community. But yeah. I had to ask, cause I was like, man, dude, like that was a vivid memory you had there. Yeah. No, when he said it, I was like, I've got to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> if he knew. So uh, where were we at? We were at Prescott, rode your brains out, came back for you to UAA. Yep, started doing that. And, okay, man, I'm, we got to remember how this works. So was here, kind of moved back, did the UAA thing. And then um, in 2009, my my wife and I, we got engaged, and we we bought a house over by Kincaid. Colleen Sarah? What was that? Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> Co- Colleen Tobin. Tobin? Yeah, Irish. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. heard of that Tobin. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So we bought a house out of Kincaid, <laughs> and because uh, we love to, you know, ski out there and everything, and and uh, like the first week that we were hanging out at the house, um, uh, I meet my neighbor, and my neighbor, his name's Ryan Grief, and about my age, and he's like, he's like, hey, you like to ride bikes? I'm like, yeah. He's like, let me show you the sickest trail ever. So I'm like, okay, so. Does he actually talk like that? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so we go, he takes me out to the, what's called the Bluff Trail, which yeah. I don't know, have you ever been on yeah, the Bluff no, Trail? I yeah. love the that's, Bluff Trail. is awesome. Yeah. But it's like, it is like the hardest ass-kicking trail that you'll ever oh, be yeah. on. It's, it's nuts, but it's beautiful. And it's like beautiful single track trail. And he took me out on that. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Where's that trail at? It's like right by the motocross track. Yeah. Oh, you take, okay. You take Jodhpur and then you what? You take the sand. What is it? Sandbox. Sandbox over. And then it pops up on the left where those sand dunes are. Sweet. And then okay. it just rides that ridge all the way down. Oh, okay. And and can you access it from the actual public access parking lot? Like at the chalet yeah. over there? Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. like a little cutoff. It's kind of hard. Mm. It's easier if you kind of go down the coastal trail. There's like a beach down there. And you oh, can okay. And then bust up there. on there? Yeah. Okay. From that side. Yeah, That's there's these be like, weird access points to that trail. Like totally. just off these like random ski trails over there. Is it kind of ride tight, sketchy to the bluff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like okay. if you fall off of it, you're going to be like rolling down That's the bluff. That's gnarly. Yeah. Is that why it's so called that, a bluff trail? <laughs> well, I, I the bluff fluctuates in like level but there's like the one spot by the by the motocross you it's know like a, bl- that a bluff can be like 30 feet yeah, yeah or yeah. bluff can be like 150 feet and right yeah. there it's like that's yeah that, that part's kind of like red bull rampage man where okay it's like, yeah <laughs> yeah. So, yeah a lot of runners run that trail mm. that mm. trail yeah so i you know i rode that with ryan and and, was, and i was like ryan like why aren't there more like single tracks out yeah. here like this park would be awesome to have mm. mountain bikes and he's like wow well, no i don't know he's like you should talk to to janice i'm like who's janice Her, and he's like it's janice tower she just this the year before she built the hillside trails up at by hilltop and there's like they built eight miles of single track and that was fun i would go bike over there on that those single track trails too so that's like queen bee drone yep. lane janice's jive yep and he's like you should you know talk to her and try and build some trails out here like okay sweet yeah i'll do that yeah so that 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 meeting of meeting him like started sparked your brain sparked this and like Mm. i've been now with single track advocates so that was in 2009 so it's 20 
21 now. Wow. And 11 years. I've helped build almost 30 miles of trail yeah, it's in, so cool. in oh. Anchorage now. So it's like kind of crazy to think back that far, you know, 11 years ago, 12 yeah. years ago. And like all the stuff that we've accomplished since there is just amazing. So you linked up with Janice and then decided let's turn it up. Yeah. So did Janice start single track advocates or you guys did together later? She started it at first. Okay. So she started back in like 2004 okay. or so. Yeah. All right. And oh, okay. then, um, and then the, their first trail they ever built, which I wasn't a part of was uh-huh. the Brown Bear yep. trail. So they yep. built Brown Bear, I think in like 06. Okay. And then in 08, she built, she led the development of the of, um, original hillside trails. Right. right. Everything above flat um, hilltop ski area. Yep. Yep. Up there. Service, section. service high school. Yeah. Service yep. high school. Yep. That was when they had, had like the open fundraisers. Right. And like, I mean, you still have it now, but we had, at, I used to work at BP and BP mm-hmm. had like this thing where you could, you know, donate a thousand dollars your own money. And then I thought they would match you. Plus you got like a fund each year if you use that. Um, so we like a shit ton of people at BP started throwing oh, man. everything we could at single track advocates. And that, I think that all started about 2004. If I, if I remember right, all mm-hmm. through, you know, the, the mid early 2000s or 2012, 13 range. Yeah. Janice, what was the last name? Tower. Middle name? <laughs> Ninja. <laughs> Janice Ninja. Nice. No, she is an amazing person. I mean, she's awesome. So, you know, I, I called her up. And we set up a time, and that was in March 2010. And I was like, hey, I want to build these trails out at Kincaid Park. And she's like, ah, oh, that, that'll never happen. There's the Nordic skiers that are over there, and they'll never want any other trails. I'm like, hold on. I'm like, I actually Nordic skied raced, like, pretty competitively. I was uh-huh. a junior. I went to Junior Olympics two years nice. in high oh, school. Wow. So I got my Nordic on. Yeah, I know how yeah. to talk to okay, these people, yeah. you know. Yeah, I know how to wax my skis. I can wear lingo. my spandex. I know what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so uh, I drive a Subaru. I drive Subaru. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> rocket box. Got yeah. rock let me yeah, let me box. assemble a meeting here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we we did we we talked with Nor- the Nordic Association and and this is when I kind of learned about projects and and how you frame them. Right. It's mm. like I want mountain bike trails. Right. That's what Lee wants. Yeah. But also, mount- these trails are are cool because they're also another place for people to go walk on. Yep. In the winter time, so they're not they're not walking, walking all over the ski the, trails. The ski trails, yeah. right? So it's like you're like, oh, the, the more you start multi using multi use stuff, you're like, wow, you start really building this case. You're like, holy smokes, this is a awesome idea because it solves all these different issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, if we made Jodhpur parking lot the kind of the main access for this first phase, more people would be there because. There was all sorts of bad stuff happening there at that time. They're like, I think they found a dead body there at one point yeah. along, you know, yeah, bad yeah. attention. Yeah, bad, yeah you, bad attention. The only people using it are the motocross people, then they get the bad rap. And True. And it's yeah. probably mm-hmm. like just a bunch of high school kids out there, whatever, you yeah. know. So anyway, so that, that kind of started this journey. And, um, and let's see, where am I at here? Yeah, so Kincaid and we, we talk with NSAA. We start going through how to work this and and at one and, and my original idea was just like oh with the bluff trail suite let's just kind of link up some trails there maybe three miles of trail mm. and the more i talked to janice she's like lee you got to think big let's just do like a whole enchilada yeah of what it, i'm like all right sweet so i uh did a bunch of mapping and like 
went full commando in Kincaid Park, just like bushwhacked through that entire place, man. And uh, it was pretty, just pretty rowdy. Bug bites. And oh, yeah. Just... Like Devil's Club is like 10 feet yeah, tall. Yeah, that yeah. is nuts such out there. thick stuff right there. So nuts. But I found all these sick areas. Yeah. And, uh, and I ended up drawing up a design for like nine miles, a trail there. And so what trail it, would that be called? So that was all the south. We call it the south side. So, so that's bowling everything. alley. Yeah. So. Whoa, time out. Bowling Alley? Yeah, man. Toilet. So, toilet you got a trail named after to- you, bro? Dude, I got two trails named after Yo. me. I got, I got Lee's Train, Bowling Alley. Those are those two. And then we got, nice. we got like Good Grief, which was named after Ryan yeah, Grief. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. ended up helping that makes out sense. a bunch. Yeah. All right. he, he got on the board, too. And uh, we had, you know, there's like Tower Power, yeah. Kitchen Sink, yep. Toilet Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Which, oh, you want to hear a great story on Toilet Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. Is when we... Uh, when we were trying, we finished the project and we went to go name it. And so we had to put up some temporary signs. And so one of the guys on our, on our, on our, our board, Chad, which is Chad is uh, Chad Burris. I don't know if you know him, but he's, he's the man, super cool guy. He's like, all right, I'll take care of, of these signs. So he's like, gets the signs together and he goes up and makes a sign for toilet bowl and goes and puts it up there. And we're riding by and we look at it and we're like, Chad, this says this says toilet bowel. <laughs> he's like, what? What? Are you, what are you talking about? And we're like, no, it's, it's just toilet bowel. And he's like, he's like, oh dang it! I even spell checked it. And, like, <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, stupid hockey spelling. So, we're like, oh man, so great. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, let's give some credit bowel. to some of the other names involved. Um, with single track, obviously you, you just said, um, your buddy there, is there some other names that maybe should be told? Yeah, for sure. There's a lot. I mean, there's been a bunch of people on our board for the last, I don't know, 10 years that I've been a part of. And, uh, I mean, there's like Janice tower, Darcy Davis, huge force, Grande, Christina Grande is one. Um, okay. and then like Greg Mattis, um, Adam Robinson, Cody Gower, Oh my God! Putting them on the spot here. Yeah, putting on the spot. Let's see. <laughs> all the board members are awesome. All right, so. yeah, there you go. All of them. All of them. We how need many all are, their middle names. How many Ready? of them? Are, how many are there of you? There's eleven. <laughs> There's right? eleven of us. Eleven. So okay. I, I'm the president. Um, <clears throat> oh, okay. So I've been the president for a while now, which I actually really like. It's pretty fun. So. Uh, but uh, we got a good crew of people, and everyone's motivated. We're all volunteers too, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. So, so you're out there in Kincaid. You're bushwhacking through this Devil's Club. How, how are you? How are you? To, you know, and we know what the the South Side, you know, is going to turn into. How, how are you deciding? You know, like on that architect trail architecture. Like, what are you? How's that come into existence in terms of like, this is the trail set I want to do. This is what we looked into. This is how we know how to do it. Cause it's like, you haven't built a trail before. Totally. You're right. <clears throat> That's a really good question. So the so first thing I did was like, all right, I need a, like a good map of this area. And back in those days, there was no Google earth with yeah. like 3d stuff. You know, we yeah, all yeah. use Google earth now. Yeah. It's so amazing. Yeah. And so I had to go and I actually got a contact with the national park service uh-huh. and and they they're like, well, we have a, we have an ArcGIS computer that you can use, and I'm like, oh, sweet. So yeah. after work, I'd go over there in this ArcGIS thing and like get the topos and everything, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, hey, can I just print out a giant map? And yeah, like, yeah. So I printed out printed out this giant map with all the four foot contours on there and mm-hmm. all the trails, 
And then I took that map and I put it, my wife hated this map, by the way, because <laughs> I put it right in our dining room. And so yeah. I could sit on the chair and just like, like look yeah, at there. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just how look at it. How am I going to do this? Yeah, how am I going to do this? And I would just look at it for hours. Every day I'd just go and look at it and I'd, I'd have my little markers and I'd just start like sketching in. And, and then, and then that, that next day I'd go out and explore that area ah. and be like, oh, this area is sick. And the key too was like, you got to connect parking lots, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then also... Like Nordic ski brain in here, you're thinking about trail crossings, right? Yeah. Like how are you going to cross mm. trails? And I realized mm. early on that the safest place to do that is on a top of a hill because everyone's Everybody going can slow. Everyone can see each other. Oh, mm-hmm. Everyone can see each genius. other. And you're going slow too because like on a bike, you're like going up. And then as a skier, you're going up too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like if you put that at the bottom of a hill, like you it's have just some catastrophe waiting yeah. to happen, right? <laughs> yeah. So catastrophe I, cross. Could, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great trail name, man. In, in, <laughs> Staying on that crossing thing, did you have to look at like which trails would be used in like the big like met like big metal race type stuff? You know, I I did. I what I tried to do was limit crossings with any lighted trail. Ah, okay, okay, because they're the most used. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, if so, that was like trying cross the lighted as as little as possible yeah was was kind of the key right there so then i'd have on this map i'd put like dots like okay these are the potential spots that i can cross this trail so then it was like this like sudoku puzzle yeah, of yeah. like trying to figure out how do i get to those spots but then also hit like the sickest terrain to mm. get between those spots right because yeah. Cause you don't want to be on a flat trail you want to no. have like topography and then also it's turns like and turns and yeah. turns and also, it's like we want elevation drop too. So yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. okay, where's the highest spot? Where's like the lowest yeah. spot? Yeah. Avoid, How do I avoid swamps and wet wet areas, yeah, wet right? Because there's a lot of that. that kind of stuff. And that area has like a lot of deep holes too. Th- that's so what I'm saying. Like, like to, almost like pits that yeah, you gotta, just like, out of oh, nowhere. Oh, just run the trail through there, and you probably went out there to research, it and you're like, oh shit, I can't go through there. I gotta go around this now. Yeah, cannot do that at yeah. all. Yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of how the, yeah, the layout yeah. worked out. I had one more question about that. So the other thing is the Kincaid had that we all kind of used before were these game trails. Oh yeah. So oh, how did those come nice. into play? <clears throat> so that's a great question. Jack, give me a pound right here, man. <laughs> Dude, this guy's on it. Yeah. So um He loves the shit. That was <laughs> that was one of the talking about how to frame frame the project too is like, hey, there's existing trails out there that maybe we can take over and use and then we can maintain them yeah right so yeah. it's like hey now now the muni likes that because like oh an organization is actually like taking care of this trail yeah, so yeah. we picked several of those trails to use okay but we didn't use all of them because some of them pretty crappy yeah or they go straight up or straight down yeah. or whatever really even like ones bad. that we we use some parts of it we you know reworked or yeah whatever. yeah i could imagine that i'm i'm thinking about one trail and this is on middle earth where i think like the game cr- trail or the old trail goes straight up um it's like maybe like three quarters of a mile in and you, it's a hard climb that's like back i guess that would be back like northeast mm-hmm. and it, it like banks all the way around it comes around then you have some alders and i think there's a game trail right up the middle yeah but you guys were able to like use the the natural curvature, whatever of that like hill to get the most out of it. Cause it rides really well, both sides. Yeah. Like for with sure. Bank turns and stuff. Yeah. Cause it go, those up and down type of things on a bike just suck. Oh, you're yeah. like, got to get off your bike and push or whatever. Yeah. It's no fun. No fun. And you want, and that was the other thing of the, of the thought when I was designing this out. It's like, cause I'd ridden, you know, I didn't, I hadn't ridden a lot of mountain bike trails. I mean, Reno, 
and Prescott. So, I mean, there's a lot of other cooler spots to ride a bike, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And uh, this was before I'd even ever heard the term, like, flow trail, which uh, flow trail is like a trail that has banks and, and berms mm-hmm. and stuff okay. like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, you know, my vision was like a flow trail where, like, I want a trail that just is like a roller coaster, man. Yeah. So it's yep. like every corner, I want, like, every corner to have a berm. Yeah. I want it there to be rollers. I want there to be like jumps on it. I want this thing to be yeah. just as fun as possible. And so when we finally got permission to build this trail and I got to work with the trail builder that we used, it was really cool. We started building this really cool relationship because I would be like pushing him. I'm like, John, we need to have like every corner needs to have a bank. And he's like, every corner? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, unless it's a corner that you want to slow someone down at before intersection, like we need to have a bank everywhere. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then you got to build jumps. And he's like, like, I haven't built jumps before. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, it's called a, it's called a tabletop, a yeah, tabletop yeah, jump, yeah, yeah. right? And so, uh, so I'm like telling him, okay, you got a lip and then you got like this flat part and then you got this landing part. And yeah, so yeah. he built his very first, you know, tabletop jump on yeah. our project. And it was funny. He built a ton of jumps and then Ryan and I would go back through and like re like, you know, optimize. Them yeah. From yeah. There. Yeah. So, You're like, Oh no, it needs to be four feet longer. Yeah, or like, Oh, we were landing on the top. Yep. So it was, wow. and this was, you know, our first kind of project that had these types of features in it. Uh-huh. And so it was uh, definitely a learning experience and we've come a long way since then. Like a project now I'd do totally sure. new things from there. Yeah. Now, yeah. So. Yeah. Like what we were seeing on the hillside now. Yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. I want to get deep into like what it takes to build a trail. But before we do that, we're going to give a quick shout out to our sponsors because we just put a picture up there and I got lots of questions. Um, yeah. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys and gals, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. So uh, earlier this week, I had uh, a big water leak again in one of my condos, and uh, I called Trent Taylor over at Taylor Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks, or hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of old cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed through generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display traditional flavors. Using the best ingredients that are available, they focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu include handcrafted corn tortillas, uh, Serrano salsa, carne asada, marinades, and chorizo. But don't take our word for it. Experience the the tradition and sabor for yourself. They have locations on Tudor Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has the unique tequila bar. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. 
Got to have those sponsors, right, Lee? That's right. Yeah, you have got, a sponsor. Are, are you guys pretty sponsored up? You know, we try our best to. Yeah. You know, we have. How a, does that? How does that work? I mean, because there's not like. Okay, hold on. I, I shouldn't say that because I don't know, but like, it's got to be difficult to get like a return on an investment, versus like, we're showcasing a company mm-hmm. and as an advertisement. Totally. So like. Your sponsorship pitch is what? Like, how do you guys get those? Yeah, a lot of times when we do, like build a new trail network and mm-hmm. we're we're getting together a new map or whatever, it's like, okay. hey, you get your logo on this map. Oh, there we go. And which is a really cool way to do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And man, it just a lot of eyes on that too. A lot of eyes on that because every time anyone goes there to see that map right there, mm-hmm. and we also put them on our website. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just like it's amazing. What I've found too is like. It's not the getting the money is not the hard part. Mm-hmm. It's like once you have this project and people are get into it, all of oh, a sudden yeah. the money They're just invested. starts yeah. coming in. And okay. you know, there's small businesses mm-hmm. that donate, but then there's also the big dogs too. You know, Conoco Phillips, mm-hmm. um, you know that size kind of company that are that are donating. And then and then so about the corporate donations are like kind of half, and then the other mm-hmm. half just like people like you and me that donate. Okay. Which is awesome. So shout out to all of our members out there for donating every year. Good you can also Lee. do it on pick, click, and give as yes. well. So nice, man. It's a good way to do it yeah. as well. Cool. I'm, I'm really stoked you got a shout out on that because we're looking at this photograph on Instagram. And uh, I'm thinking, these are volunteers most likely not getting paid a goddamn dime to bust their knuckles and build these these trails. But there's got to be a lot of costs involved. I mean, mm-hmm. just trailblazing, clearing, permitting, um, materials. Uh, heavy, mean, heavy equipment. Rental. Heavy equipment. Yep. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, this doesn't look cheap at all. Uh, no. Let me just point out that in this picture, the guys that are doing this are hardcore riders. They still have their helmets on. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're about ready to hit a jump. They're like, well, let's get this done quick, boys. Totally. I want to test it. Totally. <laughs> putting in that uh, that flow curve right there, right? That's right. Yeah, putting a close. So that that curve is one of our, one of our, one of our new trails on A-Line. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of this tech, we call it like a tech section where there's like more like rocks and roots and stuff. And you're kind of, you know, really into it. Um, and this corner kept on getting blown out all the time because people would come through there and just the dirt just would not hold up. Okay. So one of our, uh, Cody Gower and Adam Robinson were like, Hey, we can rebuild this and use, um, these, uh, cinder blocks, cinder blocks here and then pack them in and make a berm and withstand like Mm -hmm. Uh the the Egyptians, right? Like it's going to stay there forever, hopefully. So well, in the fluctuation of the freeze and thaw and and then breaking it up and stuff, uh, how old is that? Little corner um, since that rebuild there. Oh, I guess I could probably look at that. I think that was last year. Oh, okay. Two years ago. Okay. So it held up pretty good through a winter so far. Yeah. It's held up great. Nice. So, but you know, to get back to the the cost kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Definitely. There's a lot of different um, parts to it. One, the probably one of the big costs is like hiring the trail builder to to build it. And so that's a Mm. professional trail builder, a contractor, um, contractor. We pay Mm -hmm. them to do that. They have the heavy machinery trailblazers Inc. or what? What The guy that we use, uh, or the, the group that we use now is called happy trails. Happy trails. We use them a lot. They're, they've been around a long time. We've done a lot of projects with them. Um, there's also a group called Tarmigan trails. that used to be up here that helped build one of our phases too. Great guys. They're down in Oregon now. Um, but there's some other smaller, uh, groups that are starting to do trail building as well. So when you guys initially decide this is the trail, this is the track we're going to do, are people out there like 
actually, uh, what's the word I'm using? Um, surveying this thing and doing like exactly like you have to have this plan That's to a, the T. It's a good question. It, it, it's a little more soft than, okay. than like you're thinking like a surveyor out there. Like yeah, you don't got the right away division coming out. And yeah. Like, oh, this is uh, two inches from the tree. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so it's, there's kind of like almost like different levels that go down so that the top level is like the concept. It's like, hey, this is about the blueprint. Yeah, kind of high level blueprint where it's Mm -hmm. like, hey, we're going to connect this. It's going to go in these general areas. Mm -hmm. It's going to be about this this long. And and, and that's that concept is what you take through the whole public process. Public process can take like a year to get through. Mm -hmm. Get everything cleared and okayed. Yeah, and it takes so long. It takes so much time. Is it the same group of people that you're working with to get these approvals no not not the builder no the builder's not even involved at that no i meant to get through the through the was it the city the muni oh yeah or, or yeah, yeah. is it the same like people you're you're working with to get approvals yeah what so what, what are the steps like oh, so yeah. kincaid and bicentennial yeah, yeah, those sorry, are the two that you've done there. trails in right yeah yeah so like what's who what would be the step to get approval yeah, on those so, two parks yeah so they're they're both owned by the the municipality that's mm. their land so we got to work through okay. the parks and rec division parks and, and rec. we've there made a okay. great relationship with them over mm-hmm. the years mm-hmm. great people there and so you know we take this plan to parks and rec we're like hey hey guys we want to do this and they're like yeah that looks pretty good maybe tweak this here and that mm. you know mm-hmm. we we recommend you doing this okay got that then we got to go to all the community councils in the area oh, get man. a letter of support from all that yeah. then we got to go actually before that we got to go to all the stakeholders in that park and oh, get wow. a, a letter of support so for kincaid that's like motocross nordic skiing association archery um I'm, you know i'm part of the ice fishing um <laughs> yeah, they yeah, get a letter of support from you guys. Yeah, yeah. so you get all that letter if you need a letter i got you nice thank you bud <laughs> and then after that you go and present it at the parks and rec commission and then you have to do two presentations one's just an informational you know, and then there's all this public comment that c- comes in, you know, people, mm-hmm. Hey, we're for this. We're against it. We try to mobilize our group. Like, Hey, write your letters to the, you know, your yeah. letter of support. And then a month or two later, we go for the actual one where they're going to vote on it at the parks and rec commission. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we go there, we do our presentation and then they vote it yay or nay from there. And now, uh, have you been turned down on one of those? We haven't been turned down on one of those, but, um, like for our hillside phase two one with us, Jeff's whoop, whoop, a line, stuff yep. like that. There was some like more like wildlife concerns that we hadn't oh. had to deal with oh. before that turned out to be like this kind of big issue. And it like, it slowed down the process. Oh, like okay. we thought we were going to get our approval like that fall. We didn't get our approval to like that next summer. And then we couldn't build that summer. Oh. So we had to wait like a whole nother year to like mm, to right. build it. So this is a so. long process to get anything really done. Have it you really ever worked is. with the city? No, I have not personally. <laughs> but I mean, it all makes sense. But this in particular is like something that's not a necessity. So, so mm-hmm. I imagine it is. It's extra. Not. It's not really that important. It's yeah, a necessity like, yeah. for me. <laughs> well, it's a necessity for many bike riders because this is incredibly popular yeah, in Anchorage, yeah. Alaska, yeah. no doubt. In fact, yeah. just on my way over here, I saw like a dozen bikes on the back of people's cars or in the back of their trucks. Right. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. I saw four people going into my neighborhood, another group going up Elmore, 
And these are like three, four bikes yep. in the back of trucks. And then coming down, I seen several cars with them mounted up. I'm like, man, the fresh snow must have busted everybody out. Yeah. Another um, reason to have more trails. But, yeah. but, don't get. but what I mean by that is like it's, you know, you're asking the muni for, you know, you're trying to get approval for this stuff that's not like an infrastructure yeah, yeah. type thing or, mm-hmm. you know, something that oh, we need this. It's like it's really recreational, yeah. but it's a huge positive. It is for the community and then like economic development, you know, like yeah. the whole like live, work, play mm-hmm. thing yeah. that yeah. Anchorage is all about. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the live, the play and work side of it is huge because it keeps like younger professionals here. They're yeah. like, oh, I can have a professional job downtown and have all this recreation right here to oh, do yeah. it. Or especially mm-hmm. now like us live in dad life yep. where you can only get out for like an hour and a half in the middle of the day or yep. in the evening. It's like, Oh, I can go out and shred my brains out yeah. <laughs> and come back and be super yeah. dad, you know Yeah, what and I mean? be back by sure. lunchtime. And, and you can totally. realistically <laughs> bike to work. Yeah, totally. You know, because of that. I mean, when I was living on O'Malley road, I used a bunch of the trail systems to, you know, get over to Tudor and then, uh, but that was epic. No, it's yeah. Anchorage is a great spot. So yeah, but, but you're right. It does take a long time. Takes well, a long what would time you say is like once you have the idea of the trail and then you're about to approach, approach the community and the city on, on this idea, what would you say is the average timeline to build a trail? Uh, <clears throat> okay. So from initial, initial vision to like, let's just to, to building probably like a year and a half. Wow. And then how long does it take to actually build that trail? So then the, the building typically takes like a summer, like okay. a solid summer to do so that, depending on how much miles. No, it'd be know, like three months. Yeah. yeah. Three months or so. Um, it's like a two year process really to get a trail cut in. It really is. Yeah. From start to finish. And yeah. then, and then if there's any kind of, hiccups along the way then it could ex, you know extend that out because we yeah, have sure such a, are. a short building <laughs> season right mm-hmm. so yeah, that yeah. Makes it tough and and if you're building trails in the thick forest or or foliage it, it's harder because it's it's shaded so it takes longer for the snow and ice to melt mm-hmm. yeah right it's shorter, wet and mucky and, and and you know it doesn't dry out until like june yeah right like so. we were just this year we just finished up what's called the hemlock burn trail which yeah goes i got from, a, i got a cool picture from instagram oh, nice. up there Look at yeah. That. yeah that goes from Glen alps all the way down to prospect and oh, this is cool. like my baby i'm so stoked that we got this finished um but you know we couldn't you know when we first started this spring we had to wait we had to work in different spots because the ground was still frozen right, right? And like okay. trying to like uh you know adjust that but you're right you know this the conditions that are there definitely affect how you're going to build something yeah and that's changing year to year yeah it's not always like one year it's warmer one year it's colder i think last year spring took forever everything took forever to thaw yeah so i imagine trail trailblazing was delayed a little bit so up there it says dnr's proposed regulation changes will allow bike use on the hemlock burn trail can you articulate a little bit about that yeah so this hemlock burn is was a new project for us, a new thing because it was the first time we built a project outside of the of municipal land. Okay. So hilltop mm. or hillside and Kincaid are on, on Muni land. Got so it. we have all that connection and stuff like that. Chugat State Park is another animal. Right. And, oh, uh, you got and, over the border there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and we've always wanted to build this. And this, this trail has been in the Chugat management trails plan. Cause I've always wanted to build a trail in Chugach uh-huh. State Park. And so in order to do that, we talked with the, uh, 
what the superintendent many years ago. And he's like, well, if it's not in the trail plan, you can't build it. Mm. I'm like, okay. So, so you know what Lee did? Read the entire trails plan, yeah. figured it out, <laughs> looked at all the maps. And I found this trail that someone had put in it uh-huh. and it's called mm. the hemlock burn trail. I'm like, Oh my God, no one's built this yet. I'm like, yeah. got to build this. And, and it was in 2019 that, that kind of, it was the, the state, the park was ready to kind of take this on. And I was talking with them like, Hey, this could solve a lot of issues because they have the South Fork Rim Trail, yep. and they were having problems with bikers just hauling down yep. it. And yep. it's a multi-use trail, so you can go either way. Yeah, people with their dogs and stuff are totally. calling people. Oh, they're hauling ass. Yeah, so I'm yep. like, I'm like, hey, well, let's build this Hemlock Burn Trail. Deter and people then off of that. Have bikes go one way down it. Mm-hmm. You can still hike on it if you want to ski on it. That's fine. But then it makes this loop. You go up South Fork Rim, you come down Hemlock Burn. So it makes this awesome okay. loop out of it. Mm. So it's kind of a win-win for all. And extended um, that trail system right there. Totally extends. Because loops are better. Loops are better than like an out and back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fun. yeah. Because everybody goes one direction. Everyone goes one direction. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, hikers can go either way. There's also a ton of other hiking trails in there. Um, Chugach State Park is like 99% is hiking and then, and then there's only like maybe 2% that bikes can even are allowed to, to bike on. Mm-hmm. So, um, bikes are, oh, they say you can't ride a bike there. Yeah. On a lot of, a lot of the Chugach state park I trails are, they're, they're not, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to bike on them. There's only like several like rabbit lakes. You can bike on the power so line. It's like yeah, power no tent, line. no fire, no bike. Yeah. No yeah. bikes. Yeah. You'll see a lot of no <laughs> bike signs there. <laughs> I didn't know that. So hike only. <laughs> yeah. Hike only. But, uh, so building this. The the thing in order to make it happen and get the final thing is that there's a regulation change that has to happen to do that, and that's it's almost through the the whole uh, state oh, okay. stuff now. So we're just waiting on the final. It'll word be on permanent it. for all of Chuyach, or no, just for this trail. Oh, okay, just for the trail. Wow. So that's the crazy thing about the state park. Actually, one of the cool things I think about the state park is that the people that came up with this idea of like, hey, let's make a state park right here. Mm-hmm. is is amazing and one of the cool things they did is they actually made it really hard to develop it uh, yes. even yeah. for even yep. for like bikes which i think you yeah. should develop for right which in is actually really great because you can go hunt sheep out there yeah right, right. i mean where else can you like walk from a city of like three hundred thousand people yeah, yeah. four hundred thousand go like hunt sheep you know what i mean yeah. it's crazy yeah and uh and that's because you, you, you don't allow development. So yeah. it's really a, mm, good point. A strangled, not strangled, but you know, it's a hard thing to do, and it should yeah. be a hard thing to do. Oh, no, it's a good thing. Um, so, but I'm just glad we made it through the process yeah. and made it happen, man. Yeah. It was a yeah. it was a tough one. I definitely got some gray hairs from this project. Oh, stressed <laughs> and, out a little bit. Oh yeah, and I definitely lost some hair on top of my head. And my buddy, <laughs> my buddy Zach Zach Barry's like Lee's like. He's like, you're working on your power donut, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh so God, I definitely power grew donut. my power donut this year. I've never year, heard of that. So. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I got one of those. Brandon yeah. knows about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Dude. Wear so. a lot of hats, boys. I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> so uh, maybe, maybe just like since we got to the Hemlock Burn already, like just work your way through like all the trails that you've built so far. Mm. Okay. Sweet. So 2010, 11, we did Kincaid phase one uh-huh. so that's like lee train bowling alley um kitchen sink all those types of trails and then that was such a success yeah that and i already had that map still in my kitchen oh, yeah, never yeah, took yeah. it down oh, yes. i'm already thinking what's the next thing yeah that's yeah. gonna be north north side yeah 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 and middle, that, earth and middle earth and that one I, my idea was like dude let's get middle earth which is a two-way trail that goes mm-hmm. all the way across the park and then from there 
are just sick one way. Yeah. Boom. Oh, one way. Just one way. Yeah. And they're all like, you know, intermediate black diamond with jumps, berms, just super. Oh, hey, real quick. Black diamond. What does that mean? It's just like expert. Yeah, it's, oh, it's like, like skiing. Like skiing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Where it just it goes hardcore. It's like most. I, mean, I figured that, but I wanted to make sure. Like, do you that, have yeah, double black diamond? I was just gonna. We say. don't have a Whoa. double black yet. Yeah. Um, it'd be sweet to make one of those. Yeah, yeah. Usually, a double black is when there's like mandatory gap jumps oh. or mandatory drops, where it's okay. like mandatory, like you know. Big drops that you got to take. Yeah, get that yeah, named yeah. after Alaska Wild Project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys donate to it. All right. Ooh, it happen, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and so. what's cool about that, that, so, you know, Leah's talking about those loops. They, they like kind of go directly perpendicular off the, that middle earth section and like really utilize the space well because the archery range is right there, which I'm really familiar with. And then your, your favorite ice fishing lake from this year, yeah. your can. So these trails have to go back and utilize like little, pockets right mm-hmm. and then um and then they have a boundary with the airport is that the airport fence that big fence yeah it is and then and then you have all the cross-country ski trails there so it's like this really cool way that you've been able to utilize that space anyway oh, back so to you. i'm glad you brought up the archery because i kind of want to talk about that really quick and uh <laughs> yeah, in every project there's always some like curveball that gets thrown at you like at the last moment and you're yeah. like oh what are we going to do about this? This is horrible. And the curveball happened with archery. So check this out. We, for that North phase, we were actually weren't going to go middle earth. Wasn't even in the plan. It wasn't going to go over, over there. Oh, really? What we were going to do, the plan was we were going to go around beer can Lake. Uh We were going to develop like around that because there's already some tracks over there. Yeah. 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 Cut trails. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be sick to use. And we're almost through the process, and then we figure out that, like, even though that's land that's, that is managed by the Parks and Rec, it's not owned by the municipality. That Beer Can Lake is actually owned by the airport. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. Private property. So we're like, oh, no, we need to get a letter. So we asked for a letter. No support. We can't. They said, nope, you can't build any trails on it. And, who, like, who would have said that? The... Uh, the airport did our con- the contact at the airport. Really? Yeah. And I think post nine 11, they're like, Nope, we're not. Yeah. Maybe that's just, it. And like, I mean, that's huh. might've been some other bargaining chip. I'm not sure how it all worked, but anyway, okay. I'm like, Oh shoot, what are we going to do? Yeah. Cause we had this mileage approved. And so I'm like, Oh, looking at my map, like, okay, <laughs> how do we do this? I'm like, Oh audible, man, audible, audible. Yeah. I want to go, let's go from, from near the archery range all the way over to the coastal trail and then hit where Northwest Passage is, which I love Northwest yeah, Passage. Yeah. That I wanted to get to that bluff. Yeah. Because it's like mm-hmm. the sick, one of the sickest yeah. bluffs that's yeah. out there. Great view of yeah. like Fire Island, yeah. Yeah. volcanoes, everything. And so I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, but in order to, and I didn't want to cross any lighted ski trails because right. that's Mize Loop. Is yeah, right you're there. right under Mize Loop. And Mize Loop's like too, the most too much traffic. Yeah, too yeah. much traffic. I'm mm-hmm. like, NSA is going to kill me. There's that station with a garden. and yeah. Totally. I'm like, they are never going to let me cross this Mize yeah. Loop. So I'm like, the only other option is to go next to this archery range, which I'd never really been to. Oh, it's sick. Mm-hmm. It's I super love sick. That archery so I started walking around the archery range and then I'm like, okay, I need to get a, uh, you know, a letter of support from archery. So I, get a hold of the archery president and like, Hey, we want to do this, you know, the trail I'm trying to figure out how to do it. Can, can I present to you guys? And he's like, Oh yeah, we're having a, a meeting, you know, in two weeks, come on down. And I'm like, okay, I'll be there. Perfect. And so this is where it gets crazy. <laughs> so, uh, did you wear a camo? 
I should have. I should have. But this is even yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. This is just even better. Just rolled in with a Hoyt. Just like, yeah, what's yeah, up, yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is even better. I brought free arrows. So, so some new targets. This is a real bear. <laughs> so during this time, I had forgot that I was going to go get my an implant in my front tooth. And I actually, I had, it's a long story. When I was a kid, uh, a sled like busted out my, my front tooth and it was always like they had to rebuild it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I got one of those, yeah. Like a shark tooth, yeah, you know, yeah, they had to rebuild yeah. it. Finally that tooth failed. So I had to get an implant on that. That implant failed when I was older. And then they're like, well, you should just get two implants in the front. These two right here. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, let's do it. So I had forgotten that, uh, <laughs> that, that, Thursday before <laughs> the Monday meeting was going to be what I got implant my day. implant oh, day. Boy. So I go get my implants and just get knocked out, man. Like it felt like a horse just kicked me right in oh, the face. Shit, dude. And I'm, I'm put asleep the whole nine black eyes. Dude, I was, oh, no. I was so cheap that I was like, I'm not going to go under cause I wanted to save money. So I yeah, could buy a better dude. mountain bike. <laughs> and that was a horrible mistake, Paid man. dearly for that. Oh, dude, it's horrible. Dentists have awesome stories about you. <laughs> they probably I didn't know that was even an option. Oh, dude, there's these You people. can say no. All of them regret it. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. So anyway, like that weekend, I'm just puffed up huge, oh, you know, man. like. I got and, a meeting on Monday. Yeah. So I roll in <laughs> Monday. I'm at the office. And uh, actually, their, their meeting was on Tuesday. But mm. Monday, I'm at the office. And, uh. And they had given me, so I went to go to the, uh, to go get my, my flipper. Have you ever heard of seeing a flipper? That's like when you don't have teeth here, they give you a fake retainer that has fake teeth on the front. Oh, okay. So it makes okay. it look like you have okay. real teeth, like a nice <laughs> smile, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I go to get my flipper and um, I take it back and I go to put it in and like, it just won't fit mm. because oh, I'm shit. so puffed up. And I call up the the dentist i'm like guys my flipper won't fit like what's going on like oh yeah you can't wear that flipper for like a week <laughs> like what i'm like i got a meeting i got like a this is like, a, like very a, commu- important. Yeah, a very important community <laughs> meeting i have to go to They're like you cannot wear this flipper I'm like shoot so but these bow hunters are gonna judge me <laughs> totally bro so sure enough me and some of my other sta friends we buddies you know we go to the meeting and I'm like oh man it's gonna be so bad Cause I'm the guy that has to yeah. tell the whole thing. Yeah, you're so, supposed to sell this thing, dude. Yeah. So we go to their, <laughs> their, the spot that they meet is downtown and it's in this small anchorage house, but it's in the downstairs. So mm, you, like a basement, in, basement, we go mm-hmm. in the basement and down there, you call those dungeons. <laughs> dungeon. so it felt like a dungeon. So yeah. I get down there and I look around and there's like 40 people there. Oh, and fuck. it's and it's like I walked into a freaking ZZ Top concert. Yes, yes. like everyone had huge beards, like cut off shirts, tattoos, just like yeah. It's like, the trad bow guys, man. <laughs> these guys are just gonna eat me alive. So I get up to the front, and the the guy's like, "All right, hey, well, yeah, here's Lee with the trail group. He's gonna tell you guys all how he's gonna build a mountain bike trail right through the middle of the archery range." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Talk about Uh, thanks for setting uh, me up here. Uh, First of all, my name is Tron. (laughs) (laughs) If you notice, I don't have any teeth. Dude, that's how I played it. That's how I played it. I was like, you know what? I'm like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna start talking. Everyone's gonna see I have no front teeth. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna own this. Yes. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, well, what's up, boys? <laughs> totally. So I'm like, hey, hey, guys. Uh, yeah. So my name's Lee, and just in case you haven't noticed, I am 
missing my two front teeth. <laughs> and one of the guys is like, are you from Alabama? <laughs> I'm like, no, but my dad's from Alabama. And they're just like, Wah! So, so it was, it started going on a good step, but then the meeting kind of started to deteriorate, deteriorate after that, where, you know, I'm trying to figure out where to put this trail. And then it becomes obvious to me that like, I got to stay away from the archery range. Yeah. And what I, go way around it. <laughs> what I did is I was, as I brought my map, the big map, and I put it up on the thing. I got some duct tape and put it up there. I'm like, Hey guys, here's the deal. It's like, I need to go from here to here. And like, you need to help me draw in where it's going to go. And they're like, Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah. So like that, the head guys we came out of this. Yeah. We walked up to the board and we just started talking. And within five minutes we had drawn in how we were going to get around the archery range. Yeah, yeah. And then right after that, I drew in the rest of middle earth and that's, that's how this approval letter and boom. got the approval letter. Boom. Got it. And it would have been super hard to go anywhere, but where you went, you know, totally. like anything closer to their direction, they got those like little walkthroughs and stuff. And then you have like the, the dog training area, like, where the mm -hmm. hell would you go? I know it really was the best spot, but the problem was I had to cross the Mize Loop twice. Yeah. And so I had to go and get a, a, you know, back to NSA and be like, Hey guys, archery, we can't go here. You know, yeah. hook me up. Is that why they you did. have your sleeves cut off now? <laughs> oh, every <yeah>. day. <laughs> every day. People that aren't watching, he's got his Patagonia with his sleeves cut off. Yeah. <laughs> Put in Patagonia with his sleeves cut off. <laughs> With one little tat. So do you, you don't cross Maya's a second time. It uh, it kind of parallels it towards the bow range, and you kind of use their entrance, right? You go in. Um, it kind of it goes between what's called roller coaster and Elliot's climb. Uh huh. The ski trails, and it, that's where second. Are, these names where, are awesome, dude. That's where second breakfast is. Yeah, yeah. Second second okay, breakfast? and it splits right second there. Yeah. Breakfast is so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's you want favorite. it twice, man. Yeah. yeah. That's wow. my favorite. Yeah. Is there a map? Do you guys put out a map? Like these are all our trails. We do. Yeah. You do. It's usually it's on our website. I'm gonna so. look it up. Okay. That's Printable. Where got it. What was that? Printable. Uh, yeah, it is. Probably okay. It's a PDF version that you can print. I think nice. it's now on the Kincaid map too. That'd there be a is. sick. That'd be a sick hoodie. <laughs> oh, that would be a sick hoodie. Actually, Kaladi Brothers made a hoodie. Actually, a, a shirt, and it's like a reincarnation of some of the trails. That oh, that's nice. cool. Which is kind of cool idea. Nice. I never thought about. How that. did that come about? Um, about the Kaladi collab. Obviously, it's in the logo. Yeah. Those boys just hardcore riders and like let's get in on this there is there's a group of hardcore guys there and um one of the guys that's their marketing director contact us and like hey we want to do kind of a a thing with you guys and this was just this last year and you know make a coffee that has your name on it and yeah. stuff like that so they made a special roast for us nice. and kind of came oh, up with some cool, cool gear and it was pretty cool they have epic marketing yeah they oh do yeah a good job. they're so Definitely. good they're yeah. so good so that's how we got to Okay, phase two of yeah, 10K, all right, right? Yeah. So we got that done. That We finished that in 2014. Uh-huh. Boom. And then after that, you know, Kincaid just got super popular. Yeah. And people are buying more bikes and everything like that, which is great. But then, and everyone's riding those, like, Black Diamond runs. And, and then we're all kind of starting to progress. And we're like, oh, man, we want something more. Yeah. You know, we want some bigger downhills. Yep. Mm. And we had always thought, I had always thought that, we needed to go back to Hillside and put some new trails there, some uh -huh. one-way trails there. You want there. some elevation, right? That's right. Where better to go than the hill, right? Yeah. That's right. The hillside. And so, uh, and there was other people that thought that too. Um, and 
And there was a, a guy that reached out to me named Cody Gower, mm-hmm. and he ended up coming onto the board, and him and I tag team that hillside project okay. together. So that because that was the year that I was gonna have uh, my third kid, uh-huh. and yeah. this was gonna be in 2018. And I'm like, dude, there's no way because my wife almost killed me like the last time I did a project <laughs> and we had a baby. Yeah, yeah, so, non-existent dad. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I even used like some of my paternity leave just to go work on trails. And shit. <laughs> so mad about that. So mad about that. So. But I just love trail so much. Yeah, man. The kids are going to use The kids are going to use For the kids, for the kids. They're going to do this instead of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be offering college scholarships for Mikey. <laughs> but I knew, I was like, if I want to do this trail, I, like, I can't be the total point person. So yeah. we brought on Cody, and he's he's awesome. And uh, so him and I worked on it together. And it was just, it turned out to be a great, that was one of, that was just a great, trail and the reason that it was turned out so well i think which one are you talking about uh hillside like, phase two so that'd yeah, be like a one jeff's jeff's whoop whoop uh-huh. um a line yeah. dig deep gower power yep. ticket to ride yep. those ones okay. right there yeah the reason that turned out so well is that we we use the hillside really well but then our trail builder they hired as a subcontractor gravity logic and gravity logic is the is the group that made Whistler Bike Park. Oh, and Whistler cool. is like the Disneyland. I was just going to ask about that, about so. outside trails, and obviously you probably like research what these guys are doing out here. <laughs> Sounds like Whistler is That's top where dog. it's at, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like... You network guys, with them when it came time to build? Yeah, so when okay. it came time to build, they, they uh, came up for the, the layout phase. Okay. So really? They came out and helped us lay out. And, uh, uh, by was, volunteer, like they no, wanted to come up, or no, we paid them. Oh, okay, okay. We I was just them. curious because, like, are they like, wow, this is a great idea? We got to go up there and yeah, support these guys. No, it's cool. Like their whole business now, Gravity Logic is just building trails and consulting. So we hired them yeah. as a consultant oh, okay. to okay, come up, sense. and that was a mind blow. This guy was Tom Pro. He's probably in his like sixties. Um, Came up and he's just a complete badass. Yeah, and he's Did you like, guys rock, go ride. Well, his last name is Pro. Pro, yeah, Tom Pro. <laughs> Tom Pro. Actually, damn, I, that's a that's middle a middle name, name not live. semi. I know that's yeah. a tough <laughs> name to live up to. Totally, totally. And it was great walking with him still. out there, <laughs> and just seeing all the lines and everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, "You got to go like this," and you could just see it in his head. He's yeah, like, you got to go he here. Just sees and, it. and then it's all about the grades too. It's like, hey, if you hit this grade, average grade. We can go down, but we got to come back up. So we scrub your speed so you can get ready for the next downhill. Yes. Wow. More technical kind of nature on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And instead of doing all this like kind of meandery stuff, it's like, no, we want to keep going down, keep going down, mm-hmm. keep building oh. speed, but keep your speed going. Um, instead of using your brakes to slow down, you use a topography to slow you down. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, I see. So you can go fast, but then you want to rise after that to rise up. And then you're, you know, back down on the other side. So, man, it sounds like there's so much thought process. In yeah, all this. it's not just like cutting some brush and making a trail, right? <laughs> yeah, bike yeah. science, dude. Bike yeah, science. Bike science. Yeah. It really is like a bike science. No, it absolutely is because you're you're building. University of Alaska. Yeah. Are you listening? <laughs> right. Yeah, bike science. That's yeah, right. you you're building a like, like how you'd build a road, right? Mm-hmm. But in the back country, in a narrow. Passage. But making it cool, yeah. But then, you know yeah, saying? yeah. You got you're making features yep. with it, but using the natural 
features that the earth has given you to like develop on it. That's pretty cool. I, I had no idea that that was, that it was so technical yeah. and how it was, it was all done. I mean, like I said, a simple minded guy, I'm just like, well, I, I cut some brush and you know, <laughs> use a game trail and kind of bust off that. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take Tear you out for off a ride. Your you're, you'll be I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I've been, I, I I've been, I have a lot of friends, close friends that are super into it. I've been wanting to get into it. It's been hard to find the bike. Yeah. It's not cheap to find the bike yeah, that you want to no, get. It is a goal of mine to like get into it. I'm super excited to like hear about all this. I'm curious on where Alaska stands in comparison to other states um, or maybe even countries as far as the popularity of this sport and maybe the development of this sport. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, mountain biking in the last maybe 10 years has just exploded throughout. Mm. So there's a lot of other communities that are just like us that are building these trails and stuff. But what I've seen that people that, that have come to visit Alaska have really given us a lot of props on our trails. We're like, wow, these trails are amazing. Yeah. These are great. These are world-class trails. And you're like, man, that mm-hmm. feels good to get that kind of yeah. feedback on that. And as I've gone to other places now to ride like a road, you know, Whistler, Bentonville, um, Squamish, a bunch of different places and everything has their own unique kind of flavor yes, to it, which totally. is cool. But I do just love our trails cause we've just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just so used to them now, but they're just so much fun. Yeah, they are fun. You did a really, a really good job on them. All, all of the trails have like what you're just describing with the downhill. I mean, the Kincaid, you, you have the up and down the whole time. It's not just like this back and forth thing. And when I got into mountain biking hardcore was in Seattle. Oh, nice. So I lived there after college and it's amazing. You have a city that is huge. How many mountain bike parks there are how many trail systems there are in these like tiny little areas so there's like this the like in 2003 like the real famous one at the time in seattle was called inchworm i don't know if you've ever heard of that in renton but they they basically took this tiny little area which would be way smaller than like this what's available in your set in the south edition at kincaid and built these like extravagant trails but by going back and forth you know and they but by so anyway, they built these really great trails down there, and it was awesome. But they weren't able to like fully utilize the topography like you've been able to here because there wasn't like that up and down. And so yeah. it's like mm, the it's the way you were you were able to execute the trails to be able to like really really like utilize the up and down has been awesome. But then they feel super professional when you're on these trails. Like there's a shit ton of bank turns, and mm. you're like like on a bowling alley. Like one way, it's one one day, it's one way. The next day, it's the other. So you're like, oh, oh fuck, I've been on like on four you. even days in a row, man. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and then you finally get a ride the other way, and you get you're like a little kid in a candy store. It's you're like, yeah, again. dude, I had to ride up this bank turn the last four times, and now I'm going down them. And uh, mm, so it's it, it up on it, you. It does, yeah, yeah, man. I like that. You guys are really done. Like. Uh, I mean, it's like the iPhone thing, you know, like we didn't have iPhones in 2000. We had flip phones like that rent and inchworm was awesome. Uh-huh. It was like that flip phone that we thought was great. <laughs> like, we, like our trail systems up here, I feel like are like the iPhone. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. And they just keep getting better. Like you totally. guys are learning more, bringing more resources in. It's awesome. Are you guys expanding outside of Anchorage? 
Nope. You know, it's uh, a lot of times there'll be communities outside, you know, like Kenai or the Valley. And they're like, hey, can you come build some trails out here? And, you know, we, we're we like, no, we're, our focus is just Anchorage. Yeah, it's probably enough, on. right? Yeah, because we're all volunteers. You know, yeah. it's not like a full-time job. I would love someday if that became my full-time job yeah. to be a trail oh, I consultant. Bet you, I bet. I mean, yeah. man, it'd be so cool. So anyone that's listening out there, you want to build a trail, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. So, because there's so much upfront work and like design before you even like start constructing. Yeah. yeah but, or before you even like go put boots on the ground, right? Yeah, totally. I figure mean, out just, where to go. Uh, like you can't even put a trail there because the muni or the park or the this, that, and the other won't even yeah. let you. So don't even bother. Yeah, don't even bother. Yeah. No, that's crazy. I, I wanted to ask you, um, do you, did you guys have anything to do with the development of the uh, Blueberry Pass uh, trail up oh, oh. through Alaska? Alaska. I, I know it's not muni, it's not mm-hmm. Anchorage. Or is it technically, I guess, in Girdwood? I think it technically is, it is. Anchorage. Yeah, land. I guess it yeah. is. It's Muni, but then you got Chugach Chugach State, State Park, Park yeah. in that. And um, National Forest. Oh, oh yeah. Forest. So it makes sense. Well, the reason why I ask is I did a, a backpack um, back in there like last October. I did a solo run. I went up in there. And I'm hiking. I went real early in the morning. I was the only person on the trail for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I started cramping up really bad here up toward the, the top before I got to Blueberry. And I heard this sound coming. I'm like, the fuck is that sound, man? Like, for like a half an hour, I'm like, it's getting closer and closer. And I know it's not an animal. It's like, it's it's human noise. It's brakes, man, of a bike ripping down the trail. And the whole time I'm like hiking, I'm like, Dude, no one's bringing a bike up here, are they? Sure enough, these three wild bastards rode, rode their mountain bikes up there. And I'm sure there's lots of guys out there that, or guys and gals, mm-hmm. that do that ride. But it was incredibly extreme, in my view, to be mountain biking on that trail. But there was really cool, like, you know, the cut wood bridges. And, like, so obviously a lot of development, a lot of man hours and work went into building that trail. Yeah. Do you guys have anything to do with that at we all? We don't or? have anything to do with, with that, but <clears throat> I've been on that trail, and it is a badass trail. Holy man. shit, awesome. man. I mean, these guys, and they were, like, probably in their late 40s and 50s. I mean, these gentlemen were not young cats. Mm-hmm. They're gray-haired, ripped, very fit and like you know, riding October tenth or whatever yeah. day it was that I did that that hike up in there for an overnighter, but I was blown away. Like that really kind of set the tone for me to what the extreme of a mountain biker of of Alaska is. Totally. I was like, holy shit, dude! Like you're riding a mountain bike on. The-. There were sections where they had to just pick it up and like, yeah, hike it and then yeah. throw it back on the trail and ride, and I was like, wow, like you're out of your fucking mind. I can't believe you're right. <laughs> like I, to me, it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. I, I I was like, dude, that's like way too much. I was like a lot of danger, a lot of risk, like injury mm-hmm. potential. But I, but my respect level for the mountain biker of Alaska went like through the roof. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, Whoa, like, yeah. damn, this is what you're doing for fun. Yeah. That's not, easy and it's very risky and you could easily like hurt yourself very badly and then you're that. way out there too right yeah yeah like so, there's no cell phone i mean you yeah. better have an in reach or something if yeah. you eat shit and like wipe out and like knock yourself out or hit a tree yeah. or 
I mean, just weird injuries can happen from biking and, and mm-hmm. going fast. But I was just impressed. I mean, these guys came up and they're like, what are you doing up here? I'm like, oh, I was going up here looking for goats and messing around and just going for an overnight. Just kind of want to get one more like, in. What are you doing? I'm like, here? what are you guys doing <laughs> up here? So I'm like, I passed a few folks and, and thought like, oh, I'm not going to see another person the whole trip. Yeah. And these crazy assholes come riding by and I'm like, well, number one, I'm there ain't going to be no animals nowhere with all these break. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Ripping, but I was fine with that, of course. I, but I was I, mad respect. From that point forward, not that I didn't have respect for mountain bikers before, but that was like, whoa, yeah. like, that is some hardcore shit. And that's, and, I mean, being able to get up in the Alpine with a bike is like, yeah, is like a lot for me is like Alaska's Holy grail. Cause that's yeah. what we have that mm-hmm. no one else mm-hmm. really has yeah. is that high Alpine the zero to 5,000. Yeah. You can yeah, like ride man. your bike up there. And like yeah. one of like my personal favorite trail is lost lake oh yeah and you get up in oh, that cool. high alpine there mm-hmm. and it's just so gorgeous and uh yeah right on that top little ridge oh, across yeah. it's great and riding up's got to be just brutal. i can't make it, it up is. without without getting off the bike i bet you can i can make it up man yeah Boom. there's those two little like knife backs that i'm like i got it this time and then where you're like just buck. like like walk it's like a cliff that you're <laughs> yeah. biking up, and it's like, I got it this time, and I'm like, nope, I don't. Yeah. How do you even get the tire to stick? Like, how do you not I lose traction? Know. Like, I mean. You mean when you're going up or yeah, down? Yeah, up. Like, yeah. I mean, you're, you know, you're pedaling, and at some yeah. point, it's so vertical. Like, how does the tire Yeah, you know, there like, is a point where you can't you go up. Like, I, if you're talking primrose side, yeah, there's yeah, definitely some I'm parts on primrose. I'm talking up from primrose. Yeah, there's two that steep, I can't dude. make. Yeah, definitely yeah. got to hike your bike. You're going up the other way? Uh, f- from the other way, the yeah, firehouse? From firehouse, firehouse, yeah, mm-hmm. but that's yeah, yeah. E- an easier. Yeah, way yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. I've never tried to climb that way. I've always gone primrose. Is yeah, that a much great. shorter? I mean, because I think about the snow machining. Yep. From the trail, uh, primrose is like oh, I know. I guess primrose is pretty vertical too. But the firehouse is like straight up, and then you just get up there. Well, the, on the firehouse side, you you I mean, you have those like uh, irrigation kind of like yeah. little bench kind yeah, of deals, benches, you know. But on step ups on primrose, it's like it's pretty. Uh, it's okay. There's just like mm-hmm. there's two like I'd call them dinosaur backs. Elevation yeah. games that are that you gotta pretty get up. nasty. That's and like a name for a dinosaur back. I like that. Ooh, you're, you're there's like, a trail. You're like you're you're like <laughs> you you. It's and it's like you know it's coming. It's the same as the teeter-totters. Like, you know it's coming. Yeah. you like, you got it this time, and then you start climbing it, and you just lose the momentum, and then I just can't get enough weight down, you know? And it's just like, okay, I'm popping out early. I'm not going to get hurt. We're at the beginning of our ride. And then there's the second (laughs) one, which is worse. But other than those two, you can make it the whole way. Yeah. Like, if if you say, you know, clicked in, if you wear clickers, like, it works good. Yeah. Anyway, and then you get that top. It's just so nice. But the my best my best head over story. I'm gonna keep going here for a second. Is on the top. So we grew up with this guy BJ Slime, and he was into mountain biking like when we were kids. Whoa! And uh, and there was like competitions when we were kids, and he was really into it. So he like shows up. He's been gone in Alaska for like ten years with this like. This is probably in 2004 or five, and he shows up with this like 1994 bike. 
you know, and he like definitely didn't do any maintenance, this thing. It hasn't been ridden a lot. And so there's some problems anyway. He's still like probably way, you know, way better biker than I am. And so we're on the top and you know where that little Creek crossing is right after you circle around the bridge. So we're hauling ass dude. And I have no idea what fucking happened, but I was across and stopped and he just misses the bridge and just like air, you know, he's just like air burrito, but like into oh. the Creek. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, dude. Like, like it doesn't come in? off the bike. Like he just stays oh, just rides in out and like just crashes in there and we're just like what the hell just happened it was the greatest crash he was fine you know oh no injuries yeah but it, it was hilarious man oh i was God. like what the fuck <laughs> so did he get a new bike after that i don't know what he did oh, i'm sure he did <laughs> Lee, how, how is the oh, um sorry oh I, I was just curious how, how many bikes do you have lee Oh, man. Oh, man. That's on my last little fuck. Oh, All man. Right. Did, I, did I jump ahead? No, no, no. Go ahead. Well, All you started right, talking quick. bikes. I'm like, this guy's got to have at least a <laughs> couple, two or three bikes, right? Yeah. So so I got to, and you know, I, I try to keep it slim. I try not to have too many, but I the ones that I do Stop, have. Did Colleen have something to do with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the ones I do have are like top notch. They're, they're awesome. Oh, so sure. I have a, like my, I got a Santa Cruz 5010 mountain bike with a fox 36 in the front oh yeah, yeah so yeah, kashima yeah. coat like <laughs> daniel awesome. if you're wondering what that means he's talking about the shocks so that thing is that thing's awesome man i love that bike and that's just like that's that your lead dog that's like a lead dog one, yeah lead dog number boy. one that's what i shred on every okay. day I shred on that what thing. was that one again Santa Cruz fifty ten. Is okay. that that's all carbon or all carbon, yeah. yeah. Ooh, I, my, I one of my friends, um, it was it was his wife's bike. Oh. And he sold it to me, but she'd only use it for one year. So it's like I got a pretty oh, good deal yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's got like carbon rims and stuff oh. too. The reserve rim. Oh my Sweet. god. It's amazing. So when you're with, uh, just side question, when you're purchasing or paying because one thing that I learned, I went to the bike shop, I bought a giant. Yep. which I think is like entry level. I think it was like $600. Beautiful bike. Love the bike. Perfect for what I do in the little lower hillside trails. I ride from my house on Elmore and Abbott to Stuckigan Heights. I run the trails oh, yeah. back there. For me, that's pretty, like, it's a pretty good run. And, and you run fast and the whole thing. Definitely down to do a little something more extreme. Um, but when I went in to go buy that bike, it was like, well, <clears throat> shit there's like five six hundred and five thousand yeah yeah i'm like <clears throat> are you the the price is it mainly weight is that where like the price point no jumps or, or, or staggers around components yeah it's a lot it's a it's a mix it's kind so of it's like thing. a lot of the brakes and shocks are the same but the frame is different yep frame is definitely a key so like the better frame but i think a, a bigger perspective to take on it is that yeah is that d different bikes are designed to do different things. So and, the, and the dude that sold me the bike, like, broke that down. And yeah. I'm like, all right, let me let me run this down Yeah, this you. is what I need. Entry-level dude is going to do, like, whatever the most, like, intermediate mountain biking stuff is. Yep. Still down to rip, but, like, at the lowest level with a little bit of room for growth, and I might jump up if yep. I, like, get into it. Totally. He was like, oh, this bike. And he fitted me with the medium frame and the whole thing. So I'm only 5'8", and yep. like all this. And I'm like, oh, my God. I like had no fucking clue that he fit the bike to me. Yeah. Like I didn't like, oh, I like that bike. He was like, oh, no, no, no. We're just going to like run down <laughs> these bikes and like fit a bike to you. And I'm like, oh, my God. But then the but the price point was like throwing me so far off. I'm like, well, 
what is the difference? Like, yeah. you know, so a lot the, of it's that components where it's like, mm. you know, you're, you know, you got, you know, your fork that you have, right? Like okay. a big component of a mountain bike. Sure. Takes a lot of, takes a lot of abuse. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so the cheaper forks might just have like a, a coil in them. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the next step up is like, is air. And then, but oh. then, but then there's different size stanchions of, of those, the like the, of, of the, the tubes that go down. Oh, and the, the bigger they are, them. the stronger, the stronger they are. Oh, and then the different types of like, if you want to like nerd out hardcore, there's all sorts of different like machinery inside of that, that shock that, that you can dial in for your ride. Mm. And as a beginner or intermediate, you really don't care. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm riding it. Like it's fine. But yeah, I like click it to the right setting and I'm like, ah, oh, this yeah, works for everything. I'm good. Yep. Um, but the more you ride, the more you're like, oh, this feels great. But hey, whenever I go off that huge drop, I bottom my fork oh, out. Oh, now like you need for suspension. Like how do I get stuff for suspension? And like, oh, I can put some more, like I can do this to my shock and like change it around. But you can only do that with a more expensive shock. Sure. And so as you're getting up in those <laughs> kind of shocks, you're like, you're dialing it in. But you know, a super expensive shock is like, you know, thousand bucks, mm-hmm. right? So that's like thousand dollars for like one shock, yeah. and you don't even right. have the rest of the bike yet, right? So yeah. it's like, you know, so it's just, it just as you get more expensive, you're getting more of those kind of things to dial in. But as a beginner, intermediate, you don't need a crazy bike. I mean, when yeah. I started riding, I had a bike just like what you had, yep. And like I was mm-hmm. able to shred that thing down. And for me, I feel a lot of it's just like. It's not about the type of bike or how expensive your bike is, but just how you ride it and how much fun you have on it, you know? Yep. Yeah. But there yeah. is a level where, like, you start outgrowing your bike. And oh, you're like, sure. you're like, oh, man, okay, I need to go, yeah. like, full suspension now or, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Or you're beating yeah. it yeah. up to a point Too many where, like, I need a stronger bike. Yeah. You know? Is the badge of a badass biker the um, thing on the back of your tailgate? <laughs> oh, the fox! Yeah. The fox. It uh, is if pack. it's gifted to you. Okay, mm. just yeah. wondering. Are you talking about mine? Like the well, not yours. Yeah, like yeah, a lot yeah, of guys yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I realized yeah. real quick. That. You know, I okay. have that though, right? I know you do. You know, you know why I have it? No, I don't know why. Oh, for bikes? So do you, not for bikes? No, so well, I the do. thing about his is, it's, I think yours is camo because you're like bow hunter and biker. So, so like, I, I'm just gonna. So this is a good story. So Paul, Paul, my surfer buddy, who I go surf out with. With Scott Liska, who we need to get on here, um, out out of uh, Seward, he, uh, <laughs> me and him went on a two day, no, a three day, uh, middle Kenai float trip, and I had my car portaged with with the drift boat trailer, and so we we're done with this trip, and we get back to the boat, get back, launch or load the boat up, and I do all the checks for the trailer, mm-hmm. and uh, I start driving home. We're in Indian on a Sunday in July. You know what that traffic's Not like. Not busy oh, yeah. at all. And I and I look back and my drift boat trailer goes off, off oh. my tailgate, off oh, my no. off my truck, off oh, the hitch. No. Oh, and I see the, coupler, going, the coupler came disconnected. And I see it up there, and then you know I got the two chains, and so I hit the brakes, and it slams the back <laughs> of my tailgate. And then I get it to the side, and I go to the back, and I had done my checks, but the thing I hadn't checked was that. The big pin that um, when you when you when you latch it down, so the big pin that put the, that you have your trailer hitch in. Oh, so to the truck tra- oh, to the no. frame, and oh, I hadn't checked the receiver that receiver to the hitch. Yeah, and the pin I use for that that type of cotter pin is like the double cotter pin, and I push it all the way through. 
So there's no way that would naturally have come out. Like someone, someone took that off oh, they're trying my to truck trailer. at oh. the landing. Oh, took your oh, pin. Oh no way. Yeah. And so that, that fucked up, 100% dude. because I push it through twice. Right. So then it's on the, that like so the radius yeah. of the, of the circle. Like there's no way that could fall out. Yeah. And I found the pin on the road. Cause I was like, I got to figure this out. So I walk back in traffic, you know, oh. and this could have killed people. Like I'm just like, uh, yeah just sick to my stomach i want to figure out like what i did wrong and when i find that pin and i know that i had pushed it in the the cotter pin all the way through that pin the retainer pin all the way through that i was like okay well someone tried to take that from me and that's something you don't check right and so oh, since no, then i've got the not. locked one you know i have yeah. the locked one yeah. now yeah and like spray you know put your oil in there and you know whatever oh, grease no, you, so you gotta just leave that rusted yeah. in there yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. well i have to change <laughs> it for we someone we love that in the auto body world when somebody does that and they're like hey you got the key they're like uh no yeah yeah okay we're gonna cut it off you gotta buy a new one yeah yeah that's right so that's how mine is right now so i have permanent so to get the trailer to you know dampen the situation and make sure that my 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 uh, trailer didn't go another lane. Like I waited for the boat to come back down and then I hit my brakes and it stuck. Oh, the trailer gotcha. stuck into the back of my tailgate. And so it went to the side. I mean, there's a fucking hole in my tailgate. <laughs> oh, I bet. Well, I'm a cheap motherfucker. And then I talked to like Chris Awesome. I have all these guys trying to get it, you know, to work out auto tailgate. places yeah. to get like a new tailgate. And it's like a thousand dollars with the camera. Yeah. I already have the camera. Like I don't want a new one. So Gideon Saunders knows I love biking, had that around and gave that to me for free. Oh, to cover, cover up, up the dent. Yeah. So <laughs> we went out there and opened that up. We'd have the, you'd see the hole. Yeah. Right yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, all scratched man, up dude it's great. like <laughs> so nice all right okay. so, that's a good point. <laughs> thank you gideon saunders who is who yeah. one of my mountain bike buddies well I, right. I would tell you man like it's it's got to be worth it to put one of those covers on because i never gave two shits i just threw bikes in the back of the truck i'm a truck guy i've always owned a truck i just throw the kids bike in there throw a bike in there well then now i go get this to me the 600 dollars mountain bike is like yeah, some badass nice shit, nicest bike I've ever owned in my life. Yeah. That's right. And I go and throw it in the back of my truck. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! It's getting like, thrown you around. You can fucking yeah. beat this bike up. <laughs> That's why the guy puts the pad on his tailgate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I quickly realized, like, oh man, I need to step my game up. So actually, what I want to do, and Lee might hook me up, is. I actually met this kid. He built a frame and welded it in the back of his truck so you could put your bike in the truck. And it was like a, a bike rack at like a store or something where you just put your front tire in there and it like holds it up. Mm -hmm. He put it in there and then he like had a little strap so he could just put like two or three mountain bikes in the back of his pickup. Oh, that's cool. And then, you know, they would, they would be, you know, standing straight up. I never got around to building that. I don't know if you know anybody that's got some cool shit in the back of their truck like that. Yeah. But that, I thought that was a cool deal because i'm like whoa you go buy a nice bike you don't just like chuck it in the back of your truck like, yeah. Yeah. it needs to be like up you're not bending your spokes you're not bending yeah. like a, mm -hmm. a, a, your gear plates or whatever those things are like there's so much shit on a bike that gets damaged in fact my poor mountain bike is getting more beat up taking it in and out of the shed yeah with my <laughs> other kids' bikes <laughs> like their bikes don't give a shit, but my bike's nice. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I know so you have I, a tangle of bikes together. Oh, oh my god! So, so I literally just this weekend, well, weekend before last, I was like rearranging some stuff. So I like took my bike out, rearranged some stuff, and I put my bike in at the very end. I put stacked everybody's shit in there, and I was like. Slipped it oh, right in the middle, funny. so it's just like nothing's touching it. Because I'm like, man, my bike's getting more damage in the back of the truck, transport or storage. 
than riding it. And I didn't never, I never thought about that the bike. I just didn't care, I guess, yeah. back then. Well, you didn't have yeah. that. No, but but I can imagine bike. you buy that five thousand dollar bike, or I don't oh, know how man. much your Santa Cruz fifty ten is. Don't but touch I bet it. it's I'll bet, not it, touch I bet you don't want to <laughs> like any damage that sustains yeah. is from you ripping on it. Totally. You know, because that's yeah. justifiable. Yeah, when my You'll kids run that. into it, I'm like, no, no, no. 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 Lee, have you ever had a sick ass bike stolen? Yes, Ooh. I have. Actually, but it wasn't Remember Falcor I was telling you about? Yeah. No way. Falcor the Luck Dragon oh, got stormed. No. When I was in Prescott, it was like oh, it was no. like the last it was like one of the last couple of weeks I was there, someone it was actually inside of a, a building, mm. like where we had our school at. Someone came in, opened the door, grabbed it, and like took off. So af- after school, I'm like, where's my bike at? Oh, Falcor's no. gone. Falcor's gone. So oh. brutal. I got yeah. a question. Um, we talked a lot about building the trails, and a lot of this stuff was in the summertime. Um, what is the maintenance or the building of the trail come wintertime? Oh, oh yeah, man. we never got into that. Yeah, oh, totally. We dive so, into that for sure. And this is something that we are. Do you want one more? I'm good right now. Actually. Are you okay? You. Um, we're kind of in the process of figuring that out more and more. So this is our gr- winter grooming that we're we oh, Okay, you got a cool picture on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I saw a little groomery. Um, it's almost like a snow machine right or something that had there like a like a. It's definitely behind a snow machine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we got a couple things. We got a snow machine, and then we can pull that grooming attachment behind it. Okay. Um, and then we also bought this thing that's called a snow dog, and it's like mm. a smaller tracked. Um, okay, and it only leaves like a. I saw that it looked like a mini like snowblower. Yeah, it's like, like, like kind of like a snowblower that, but you're standing in a sled behind yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and you're like holding right on to it. Yep, that's yeah. it right there. Okay, that's it. Right that's there. like a like a Frankenstein built like jet sled <laughs> attached to like a snow machine tunnel with a handlebars from a. A lawnmower or something. Oh, what the God. hell is that? I know thing? these guys. I think they're like in Minnesota or something. Build <laughs> oh, these, oh, and okay. they do like they like track and groom all over the place. And it breaks trail. It breaks trail. Yeah, because that's a fresh, ungroomed, untouched trail right there. Yeah, and you can see it's just mobbing right there. Oh shit! So uh, we've been we're super stoked. We got the snow machine last year. Oh wait a minute, hold on. That's a motorized. So like the front of the sled. Okay, hold on. So you stand in that back sled. Hold the bars. The throttle looks like it's on the left side. Yep, right there. Okay, and so that's a track-driven, like little machine on the front. Yeah. So the front is the track, and okay. then and then, but you're standing in the sled that's compacting it. it. That yeah. Like, it. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> so it's kind of an interesting. So setup. like, chews yeah. through that snow and drags that yeah. that body weight, and it just kind of chugs along. Yeah. Just mobs it. A couple, two or three miles an hour, just burr. Yeah, just kind of, you can go a little bit faster, but not as fast as snow machine or something D- Depending like that. on snow depth, too. I'm sure yeah. it bogs down or whatever. The cool thing was is that a guy had bought one of these a couple of years ago, and we got it used from him. And it was actually four of our, like, hardcore members at STA were like, hey, we found this. Someone's selling this used snow dog. We're going to buy it for you guys. Oh, that's and really like, cool. Sweet. Oh, my so God, four yeah. guys that came together bought that for us. And uh, we've been using it. It's been great. Snow. How do you schedule that? Like going out and doing it. Who's doing it? And yeah, we have a kind of a small group of the groomers. Um, most of them are on our board, and mm. uh, so we're starting to get kind of figure that out. There's like a point person in Kincaid and point person at um, Hilltop mm. or Hillside okay. to kind of organize that. 
But, uh, you know, it's, you know, this is kind of like our second year that we're really doing it. So we're kind of learning yeah. as it goes. We'd like to get kind of more people involved, but, uh, but it's great because people are, if you know, people are always chomping at the bit to go out there and, yeah. and rip around on those things. Totally. Yeah. No, there, it looks awesome. It seems like it might be hard to, you're like, Oh, which trip are we going to do first? You know? <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, Oh, well we can't get to that one until tomorrow kind of thing. But uh, I definitely think I've con- come up behind that before. Not on, not caught the machine, but been right behind that. I've seen that track before. What yeah. would you say is like the best season or like month for like winter riding versus summer riding? I know that Jack was saying that he told me at a certain time, people don't want to ride, say, April when everything is like full soft. transitioning, soft, yeah. mushy. Is there designated like times where this is the best riding yeah so maybe let's start out with the worst time to ride first okay. so the worst time is definitely in that breakup spring breakup because everything's soft and if you're using the trail then and you're making all these ruts and stuff like that which then we got to fix you know so usually like april may is like kind of a bad time actually more like may is a bad time for it until it like totally dries out and gets rock hard you know the, the soil does but uh you know summer biking you know from from late may all the way until it pretty much freezes is like is good riding you know it gets wetter when it's wetter you can still ride the trails for sure but um they drain really well but uh it's a little more slippery when you're out yeah. there but then winter time it really depends on the snow you know, if we have a good snow year, like we kind of had some good snow early this year, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these winter trails are getting all packed in. And uh, so it's pretty much like good, good throughout the whole winter. The, the cool thing about the winter biking is that, um, which is like opposite to backcountry skiing, yeah. is that the more people use the trails, the better the trails become because okay. they get like super packed yeah. in. Whereas like when you're like skiing at Alyeska or whatever, it's like you don't want anyone there on yeah. a powder day, yeah. right? Got Steal it. your powder. But here's yeah. like, and it's kind of cool because it makes this community driven thing where everyone's like, oh, hey, I'm going to go out there and pack this trail tonight. Anyone want to come uh, with me? Let's pack it down and then yeah. let's go ride it the next day. So it's kind of a... So like know. today it snowed maybe you know five to seven inches maybe a little bit more on the hillside so you'd say today's tuesday thursday it's gonna be hot like people are going out like tonight maybe tomorrow to go pack it down yeah like people are probably out there tonight packing down trails with their snowshoes and stuff like that oh okay and then uh yeah tomorrow probably be good riding and then thursday if it hasn't snowed again it'll be even better so nice jack did you have some trivia action yeah yeah i have trivia all right let's um Let's cue up the uh, pretty much the best um, trivia soundage <laughs> you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> trivia time. Trivia. With Jack Lau. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, all, all my trivia that, what we're, well, the trivia we're going to start with, uh, Lee's going to have to be like a bystander for, so. Sounds good. Maybe he can. Oh, because he knows to, the answers. Let, let's uh, see if he can guess the correct answer. But I know he will be able to. I right, guess last. So he actually gave this one away. But um, how many miles of trail has single track advocates put into Anchorage? Um, I'm gonna say right off the bat, um, four hundred. Four hundred miles. Four hundred miles. 
And Lee just laughed. I know. Like, that's wow, a lot. Now miles. thinking about it, that's quite a lot. Maybe that's the you end pulled goal. A, you pulled a me there. Just yep. like went for it. 400. 400 Go ahead, miles. Do we have 400 miles of roads? Maybe. Yeah, we probably do. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah, we have 400 miles. Uh, 168. 168. It was 30, which, right? <laughs> okay. But 30 is a shitload. <laughs> now that we finished that trail, it's like 36 miles. Ah, yeah. With Hemlock? With Hemlock, All right. yeah. 36 so, miles. I was all way right. off. You said 400? Yeah. All right. Hey, all listen. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm all on, in on single track advocates. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to have the whole hillside be a trail. Someday. Okay. He's like, can I get a trail to Wasilla? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, right. so Lee, Lee's an awesome dude. So the first time we met was Most like deaf. three or four weeks ago, and he came over and uh, and dropped off a book for me. Oh, what? Ooh. And we read it, and together, me and the twins loved the fucking book. <laughs> oh, awesome. So Lee wrote a book. Gregory's Terrible Eater? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about bowling. <laughs> So, uh, all right. So, what's my the, middle name is cool. What's the book's <laughs> name? Drawn. And if you know the book's name, what's it about? Ooh, it's not about bowling. Is it about bike riding? So you gotta yeah. have some hints, man. Yeah, That's there's know. a lot of books out there. Okay, it's he a, brought in a book. Yeah, yeah. So you wanted us to guess the name of the book and what it's well, about. Well, if you knew the name of the book. Oh, if I knew the name of the book. Yeah, yeah. Mm, can I get the first letter? W. <laughs> Um, shit. The story of Tron, a journey from Reno to Alaska. (laughs) 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 That's the next one. (laughs) That's the next one that's coming out. (laughs) That that book is in the making. (laughs) Is it a kid's book? Yeah. Oh, it's a kid's book. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Um, um, Starts with a W? Yeah. <sighs> oh, I thought this was a guess about the, what the yeah. book is about, not the okay. name of no, the book. No, the name of the book. I'm, okay, I'm going to no, make it A, B, and C. Okay, okay. okay. All right. Oh, multiple, so multiple choice? choice. Here we yeah. go. Oh, now we're talking, ever? Jack. Oh, Jack. God, let me bring cue up the all. music one more time, man. Dude, bring choice it. I've asked for multiple choice m- multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, Single Track Advocates. Okay. This is the first book. Okay. Okay. That's A. Mm. Yeah. Definitely not welcome that. to Earth is the second name it could be. Okay. B. And welcome to Tron's Theory is the third one. Ooh. I'm going to go with B. Welcome to Earth. I'm going to go with C, man. Yeah. Welcome to Earth is the is the book's yes. name. Yeah. Do I win one of Tron's bikes? <laughs> He's right there. Yeah, don't look at me. For that. I win the giant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get your bike yeah. from your shed. Yeah. <laughs> Promise, I'll put one of the things on the back of my truck. The tire's flat right now, so you're gonna figure that out. <laughs> so tell us about the the Welcome to Earth, fellow human. All but, right, do, so <clears throat> I love nerding out about stuff and how the world works. Mm. And you know, having I've always wanted to write write, write this book. And after I had kids, I'm like, man, what's the best way to explain like? you know, how the earth came to be and all that stuff. And, you know, there's all these super long books about how to do it. It just takes way too much time to read the whole thing. I'm like, I'm making a kid's book that goes from like, like the big bang to right now. And it uses your body as the timeline of the universe. So it starts at the bottom of your feet. Okay. It's when it had the universe started. And then the top of your head is right now. And so like our galaxy formed like at your knees and like the solar system formed at your belly button. 
Got it. And like first life happened at your chest. And then like our ancestors create fire in like thickness of one of your hairs. So it's just like a cool way to like think about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's super. And once once I ran all the like the ratios and stuff yeah. with my degree in math, I guess. Yeah. Oh, with there it is. It's all brain science you got going on there. Bike science. <laughs> but uh, it was like everything started to fit together. I'm like, oh my God, if I don't do this, someone else is going to steal it. So I got to do it first. So I, I finished it and I then I illustrated it too. With my crappy Lee Bowling illustrations. It looks good, dude. It does. Okay. Oh, you, yeah, drew, like, you drew the illustrations? Like, yeah, I drew it and colored it, too. I, I think Whoa. my kids, through Pax and the boys, three favorite books are, uh, uh, what is it? Um, tacos, dinosaurs. And oh, yeah. Art. Dinosaurs love tacos. Or dragons love tacos. Dragons love dragons tacos. Dragons like tacos. Yeah. Lee kind of art. Um, T-Rex time machine. Lee art. And nice. then your book. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, man. Anyway, keep going. That's so awesome. where, where can I find this book? So you can buy it on Amazon. But okay. I actually brought two extra copies to give you guys. You did today, no yeah, way, yeah, Lee. for sure, right man. On. So I got it in my little Get bag. Get out of here! Yeah, for sure. Well, is that what okay. you fist pumped when I was like, "Yeah, we're all like fathers and family guys." <laughs> you were like, "Yeah," you like yeah. fist pumped. I was like, "All right, cool." Yeah. So it was it was funny because when when we first met, and he handed me the book and he started explaining it. I was like, "Dude, you know what book I love to read at Moose Camp is Bill Bryson's Short History of Nearly Everything," and he's like, "Oh, this is like kind of like that." <laughs> It was pretty rad. So all the listeners out there, this book is written by an Alaskan dude creating awesome trails for us. And this kit, this book is totally relatable for children and awesome for okay. them to know about. And they should all purchase it. So they go to Amazon. It's what? 13 bucks. Yep. We should put it on our website. 13 bucks. Oh yeah. Get Let's a link do that. on there. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Oh, I re really appreciate that. And for me, it's just about like just getting the message out yeah, there, you know what totally. I mean? Cause I really don't make any money. I make, make like a dollar a yeah, month yeah. or something like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's not but what it's about. No, right? it's like getting it out there. And, um, anyway, it's, I'm pretty stoked it. on it. Oh man. I can't wait, man. That's I got, great. I got my, uh, my second, uh, second grader who's, uh, challenged, uh, with reading. And so when we find really, really fun books, it is making it a lot more, um, beneficial to her to to pick up on the reading and and you know and so when when we find something fun and cool like it's funny how quickly she picks up on reading it versus something that's like eh, it doesn't really grab her attention or whatever it is so I got, I got a question do you guys um ever do i mean I, we were talking about before the thing i do after school program i'd love to have someone from your guys's group come in Oh, bring one awesome. of your guys's bikes oh yeah and just like talk about it and mm -hmm. just like show the kids what's up um are there any trails like that um or maybe considerations like russian jack like east side area is that in the works at some point maybe <clears throat> to build new trails yeah or is there yeah. one already there no that's there? a that's a great question there's actually mm. this group that's that's trying to build something i think over at russian jack park they've been working it's a couple of years in the making mm -hmm. and i'm not really sure where they're at in the process right now but that would be a great spot for a trail system over there i mean lots of people live in that area and to be able to easily access it and it's a yeah. beautiful park russian jack's awesome it is beautiful so but yeah we have definitely people we we have people on our board that we'd love to come and to your classroom sometime man i'll even come that'd be cool wow, that, yeah that'd be awesome that'd be man sweet. bring all the gear and all the stuff because you see the people riding around town and you got the mitts and the lights and the headlamps and all the stuff and the cool bikes and you know 
you see, I mean, as us growing up and the kids that, that I work with, they just got the, whatever bike they can get, you mm -hmm. know, and you see these awesome things and just to show that there's levels to this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and maybe give someone a goal or, or some, something to achieve at some point, because I mean, everyone, not, I don't know one person that doesn't like riding a bike. Totally. I don't know one person doesn't like riding a bike. That's the goal of every kid. Like, <laughs> right. learn how to ride a bike, you know? And that's awesome. Let's end this on, um, I got some quick questions. Oh, you got one more thing, I, Jack? Well, I just wanted, so we, we talked about uh, what single tracks have done and uh, where we're at now. What, what's to come? Like, what, what else? Is, oh, what yeah. are, what are, what are, what's yeah. planned and what, what's your dream, you know? Yeah, okay. All right. I'll try and make this short because I know. Oh, we're not in a rush. You can you keep, we have all that. Okay, sweet. So, okay. So, Let's start with the dream okay. first. Yeah. All right. Okay. The, the dream <clears throat> for me would be more like high alpine yeah. like bike Like trails. the dome? Yeah, like the dome, exactly, mm -hmm. which is a great. Mm. The only reason we can ride the dome is because it's on military land. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Because if it was on Chugach State Park land, we wouldn't be able to ride it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I'd love to develop some more trails up in the high alpine would be just amazing. But that is a, a dream, and it's definitely – a difficult thing. To yeah. Do yeah. Do you just, have anything like picked out as a potential there? Or? I don't, but man, how cool would it be? And I, I haven't thought of a route yet or anything. If you could bike from here to Girdwood. Oh, that'd be sick. Oh, on wow. a sick trail. Like think Lost Lake, just Ooh, like imagine Lost Lake yeah. that goes through it's multi-use. You can hike it, you can bike it, you can ski mm -hmm. it. And it goes all the way to Girdwood. And it, maybe it drops into Indian and bird along yeah, the way. You can sure. have a beer halfway through. Yeah, oh, yeah. or you can have like a little, like an off ramp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be so cool if you could do something like that. So Even if you could just get to Indian or, or bird, because yeah. then you just jump on that. Well, now bird to girds to Indian. True. Right? So if you could get to mm. Indian, you can get to Girdwood, although half of it would be on pavement. Yeah. Still, still cool. Still super oh, cool. Oh, way yeah. cool. If you could leave Anchorage and go there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, that would That's be like ass. Powerline Pass and then, then finish that down. Well, there's a trail already there. Yeah, there's power have to, line. Yeah. But, you know, it's just kind of thinking about that. How, how do you get those those big ticket items? Because that's what draws people, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. on the weekends here, people want to go like ride Lost Lake or those big trails or mm -hmm. like Blueberry Pass that you're talking about, you yeah. know what I mean? Which pretty big endeavors. If yeah. it was right in our backyard, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind mm -hmm. of the, my dream. But the other thing too, the more realistic thing is that you going through this conversation you can see how long it takes to get permission yeah. to build anything oh yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah and it takes years right sure. so it's way faster if we just improve what we already have mm. so we got 36 mm. miles of badass trails yeah. but there's always places that we can optimize and we're like mm. oh let's revamp and we've already done that in kincaid like Two years ago, we revamped parts of Kincaid, which was sick. Like, oh, let's build a better jump here. Let's build some different features here. And so I think that's going to be a kind of a lot of things that we're going to do because mm -hmm. it's really easy to get permission yeah, to do that totally. kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of the near term. Yeah. I would also like to see some more like bike parks, like yeah. like uh, skills parks at the trailheads and mm -hmm. stuff like that. That would be so, cool. Be really cool. Yeah, that would be fun to have like just more things to play on and gain confidence so you're not like, you know, halfway through a trail and you're like, I don't know if I'm willing to do that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I am and I'm in a wreck. Real hard. Yeah. You got to build those skills. So you don't wipe out, man. That's the key right there. Cause no one wants to crash. Sure. Yeah. You get somebody out there's like, hell yeah, let me get down this black diamond and just wad themselves up and break a leg. Oh and dude. Totally. Never want to bike again. Yeah. yeah. Cause you want every first experience or <clears throat> those initial experiences in an activity to be good ones. So mm -hmm. it brings you back. 
Yeah. Right? Because if you have a shitty experience in anything, it's like, fuck that, man. I don't even want to do that anymore. That sucks. Selling this bike. I don't even want to do this. But if you have fun, go with a good group of people, have a good experience, enjoy the terrain, the ride, the the views, the whatever it it is, right? You're going to want to come back and do it. Well, man, you hit it on the head. When I had... My, my first kid, Max, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, you know, like as I'm before that having a kid, I was like, just pushing the limits on my bike. Like, okay. Like when we built like the new jumps, I'm like riding in my jeans with, cause I didn't have pads, <laughs> but I'm like, if I wreck, we got my jeans, like full face helmet, just trying to okay. send these things as big as I possibly could. And, uh, and, and I started realizing, you know, you hear people crashing and wiping out and you're like, oh man. Now that I got a kid, like I really, I got a little bit more to lose. Yeah. I can't just go crazy on this bike. So it was a kind of a life changing moment for me. Cause I'm like, well, what, I still want to ride my bike. How am I going to do this? And so it kind of, my philosophy on biking changed and and what I called it was I'm going to go 89% speed but 111% style. Ah, And so it's kind of a different mindset. So it's like, instead of just going as fast as I can, tone down the speed, but then have as much fun as possible. Like manual everything, you know, bonk this with your front tire, you know, whip this, you know. So it's more of like the style of the riding than the speed of it. The quality of the ride versus the 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 time or the... Adrenaline. Yeah, like if I got... 45 minutes of ride, it's mm-hmm. going to be a fucking rip. Totally. Right? That's what it's going to be. So you're getting the quality of it. Getting the quality. And and then, now that I've been riding like that for seven years now, I've actually gotten really fast. So I go way faster than I oh, used really? to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because the 89% speed, even though that's what I'm going, but I've gotten better. So now I'm like, you know, yeah. faster. But I have that confidence in those years of, of doing that and that skill that's built up that I feel comfortable doing it. You know what Sweet. I mean? Yeah. And it's never like I'm gonna, just going to go, you see a brand new feature. It's not like you're just going to go hit it blind. You're like, yeah, I'm oh, going to walk down there yeah, and go yeah, look yeah, at yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh the <laughs> landing looks out. really shitty. No, I'm not going to do that. Or, you know, <laughs> when I go to a new spot or something like that. Yeah. Right. And we're real quick to, we, yeah. so we talked about the dream of single track. What, what's, what's, what's to come? What's, what's in the works? What are we doing as we approach 2022? Obviously we've got the winter activities we've got those trails um improving and getting those folks out is there a big project on the horizon for this spring this summer is there something in particular you want to bring uh some attention or shed some light on yeah i think the thing i'd like to say is that we're um going to be running a lot of volunteer cruises next year just to maintain our trails Mm. and if you haven't come out with us it's super fun because we have all the tools for you just got to show up wear your bike helmet Okay, and then, yeah. and then bring, it's, bring a bike. Bring a bike. I have a hockey helmet. <laughs> you can wear, wear that too. <laughs> okay. But I tell you what, when you when you're out there and you're shaping the trail, and, and then you ride what you've yeah. worked on, yeah. it's just and like invested interest. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's like one of the most gratifying things. Like a lot of times in your job, it's like seeing something that you create. You know yeah. what I mean? And right. sometimes you don't get that every day. And so oh. being able to go out there and see it. So we're going to do a lot of those types of things. We're also in the works going to try and revamp some more trails next year. We haven't gotten approval yet, so we'll see how that goes. Okay. So uh, that's kind of what we have in the near term. Okay. Nice. And folks that want to get in on that or want to get a hold of you, singletrackadvocates.org. Uh, .org. And then follow us on Instagram and okay. Facebook. Usually our social media is where the most up-to-date okay. information the comes Okay. Folks out. can message you and say, hey, you're gonna be, when are you going to be out? I want to 
come join. I want to come pick up a shovel. Yep, for I sure. I want to come carry cinder blocks. Like, <laughs> move it yeah, around. Yeah. Let's get that curve going. You know, yeah, I'll so, bring my so, trailer. Yeah. Okay, so folks can get a hold of you guys on social media and the website and, yeah, and, and be part us. of it, right? And then you'll see, you know, we'll have events posted and you Sweet. can accept an event, follow that and come out. Right on. Yeah. Nice. Maybe we can nice. get, get you uh, get some info on that sponsorship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. Double Shovel can help uh, yeah. provide yeah. some after party uh, we absolutely beverages. Can. We absolutely <laughs> can. No, what you do is you just hide them around the trails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, get out and use these things. <laughs> when you get to mile seven. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got some <laughs> caribou <laughs> eggs out here. Yeah. <laughs> I want to end it on some quick, um, some might be random questions. Answer right. how you feel correctly, okay? Um, you don't have to expand on it and just really quick. Rapid what, fire? Yeah, rapid fire style. Lee Bolin, what headlamp do you have? I got a uh, Petzl. Sleeping mm. bag. I got a marmot. Are you a hunter? I am. What's the last animal you hunted? Uh, sheep. What's your favorite PSI? For tires? Yes. Oh, man, depends. That's a hard one. Mountain biking, usually around like 24. Five to twenty-seven. I like them a little tough. Winter biking, maybe like five to twelve. Is that like twenty-seven in the front, twenty-five in the rear? You want you actually want uh, or less? Versa. Yeah, less in the front. Like soft for grip. Softer for the grip, but then the back you want a little harder because when for you're traction. Tr- well, no, but when you land hard oh. jumps, more weight is on mm. your back, and if it's too fluff, soft, you'll like blow out your tire. Okay, so bend a rim. Yes, yeah, so you want carbon you fiber want that rims thing. aren't cheap, right? You want that thing hard, man. Okay. okay. Yes. Oh, cool. Who's the baddest, most famous biker around? Oh, man. One name, bro. Leetron. Leetron. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Good answer. How many man. moose encounters have you had out there? Wow. Good one. Oh, dude. Daily. Daily. Yeah. Daily. What's the hardest trail in Anchorage? <clears throat> uh, Dig deep. What's the best bike lock? <laughs> Don't lock it up. Yeah. Leave it in your house. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> oh, dude. Random. Oh man. Wizards of Oz. No, what's the bike one when we were little kids, dude? I, Mad um, Max. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm trying to yeah. think of it right now. Oh, oh my damn god. It. <laughs> I can't even think of anything. The BMX movie? What are you talking about? Yeah. Ah. Oh, what was it, it, man? It's an 80s movie, right? <laughs> yes. Dude. Rad. 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 <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Rad'll work. Okay. Um, your hero when you were a kid. Oh, man. Or now. Yeah. You know, I was super into this dude named Buckminster Fuller. Okay. He made, like, the geodesic dome. Ah. And he's a, he a super visionary scientist, dude. Way cool answer. Yeah. Favorite right Alaska on. band. <clears throat> The band that I was in called Sassafras. Sassafras. Yeah. Sassafras. We, we, we ended in 2017, but, man, that was a good run when we were out. Sassafras. I call my daughters that. Really? Yeah. No way. They're yeah. sassy. Sassafras. Oh, yeah. Last I don't know. question. What's your kids' middle names? <laughs> <laughs> Got three, right? All right. Yeah. Max Miller. Okay. Bowling. And then. Thomas Joseph Bowling. So he got a Joseph. Yeah, okay. And then Claire Tobin Bowling. So okay. she got my wife's Tobin. middle name. Nice. Right on. Right on. Thank you, Lee. Once again, it is at Single Track Advocates on Instagram, singletrackadvocates.org. Um, lead at Lee Tron Bowling for Lee Tron, the man. Um, donate some money. 
go to singletrackadvocates.org. You can pick, click, live right on their website. It's a simple process. Give a little bit back. Give some to them. Give some to Alaska Wild Project at our patreon.com slash Alaska Project. Visit both websites. Lee, thank you for coming on. We yeah. appreciate you. We Great love everything job, you're doing. You're inspiring the youth. You're inspiring the elders. You're inspiring the crippled. You're inspiring the non-bikers. Well, thank you. It's been such a pleasure to be here, guys. I really appreciate it. It was fun, it. man. This is really Great fun. Great work. We appreciate you. Alaska, stand up. Stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcaution. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Looking to buy or sell a home? Look no further than Alaska's number one real estate team at alaskashometeam.com. Decades of local experience, knowledge, and expertise in a competitive real estate market. Alaska's home team makes buying or selling your home a breeze. Give them a call today at 907-277-3777. Lady with the plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details. Specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings, retreats, birthdays, bridal, and baby showers. Find Lady with the Plan on Instagram. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products, such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about A-K-O. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects that may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Enemy, and it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.